Hey, welcome to the Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Every episode is a separate, complete adventure, so you can listen to them in any order. We are joined by Beans. Hello, my name's Beans. I'm a tabaxi monk. I'm level 11. I've got a lovely little tortoiseshell pattern. I like to wear my poncho hammock at all times, which is a mixture between a poncho and a hammock, so I can sleep anywhere and stay cool and stylish. Why isn't that a real thing? I don't know. <laughs> and Dr. Crud the Third. Hello, Dr. Crud the Third is a level 11 doctor. He is a loxodon standing about eight feet high, five feet wide, and fluctuates between three and four hundred pounds, depending on how hard he hits the gym nowadays. He is back in his blue jeans, white button-down shirt, red tie, and white leather wet lab coat with Dr. Crud III stenciled on the uh, left side. So the beans pocket is back. I'm sure he's happy about that. Oh, yes. I'm also very small. And uh, also, a new addition is the Jenny Pocket on the opposite side. Oh, wow. You're like a walking nursery. Yes. <laughs> and we have uh, Olive joining us later. Uh, Olive is a crocodilian, I think she's yes. called. She's like a crocodile person. She is a level 11 monk. Uh, she wears sort of a white Jedi robe. Thing. She doesn't have any visible weapons, at least as far as I remember. Or 84 teeth. Uh, so she, 84. 84? I, I, think, I think it significantly increased like every episode <laughs> I've listened to it. Because I think it was my, the last time I DM'd, uh, one of the characters told her she had 80. Oh, was it 80? Okay. And then I've been listening to other episodes, and she's like, 82. And now you just said 84. <laughs> I think it was just 80. She grows so. <laughs> more teeth as she gets older. That's how you know how old she is. Or she steals them. <laughs> she well, steals we'll see the how teeth. how many she has at the end of this episode. Okay. Uh, you, uh, the two of you at least, are in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. The guild is a large building with a bar, a sitting area with wooden tables and chairs, and a wall with a cork board and job flyers posted. Um, yeah, what are you guys up to on this fine, we'll call it, afternoon? Dr. Crud is sitting at the bar, drinking a pint, and playing with Jenny. Aw, like a good dad. And Beans, as per usual, is hanging out by the fireplace, sleeping and trying not to get stood on by everybody that's walking around, because that happens a lot. My tail always pokes out. I could see that would be difficult. And there's always two or three people superstitiously taking uh, portraits of Beans while he's sleeping. Superstitiously? Ah, uh, not superstitiously, that other word. Oh, like surreptitiously. There we go. Yes. Like secretly. There you go. Surreptitious. Yes, that <laughs> word. It's, it's bad luck if you don't paint it to Baxi <laughs> when you see it. Yeah, we'll go with that. Cool. Um, great. Okay. Well, just in the interest of time, I'll just say if anybody wants to go look at the job job board, it's it's there. It's ready for you. No? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good with sleeping, to be honest. All right, great. <laughs> and, they, and they stayed in the bar. There we go. That was it. The end. <laughs> Quickest recording ever. Four minutes. Let's go home, people. That, that was great, guys. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. That was good. I like it. <laughs> sure. Dr. Crud will uh, 
will scoop Jenny up, and he's uh, already teaching her her letters. So he's going to go over to the job board and uh, and uh, take a look, take a gander. There's a temporary uh, fire breathing kittens tattoo on her, so she could read it. Aww. Temporary. We do not tattoo children. Is it henna? Maybe it, maybe it's just like a sticker or something. Yeah, or a henna. Yeah, a henna tattoo or a sticker. Yeah, absolutely. My my kids are covered in temporary tattoos. Right oh, now. my daughter absolutely loves them. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe um, she's got like a fire breathing kittens onesie. <laughs> Ooh. Or or an FBK branded diaper. This is all good merch. <laughs> I don't know if Redbubble does this, but we can <laughs> find out. Uh, so you look at a poster. There's a poster there. It's a neat-looking square white poster. The headline reads, I need protection. I'm an archaeologist preparing to explore ancient ruins, but the area may be dangerous. I need three adventurers who can handle danger to accompany me to the ruins and deliver me safely back. Each adventurer will receive 15,000 gold. To accept the offer, meet me here, now. Hello. Oh. Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a gnome, an old gnome with a, a gray beard and a big mustache and and half rim glasses, and he's just standing right there next to you, looking up at you, waving. What? what well, hi there. I didn't see you there. Uh, you know, you could have just came and said something instead of making me come walk all over here. I didn't want to ruin the drama. All right. Well, you need three adventurers. Well, there's me. There's Jenny. And uh, he'll, he'll take a look around and see if there's anybody else. Oh, well. we Hey, Beans. Beans. <laughs> you want to go do a simple protection job? Is there food available? There's always food. for. I always got food for you. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. What's going on? Wonderful. Uh, so how much are you paying? Uh, the poster says 15000 each, and that's exactly what I'll give you. 15000 each to deliver me to the ruins and safely back here. That sounds good. 15 for me, 15 for Beans, and 15 for Jenny. Very good. Hey, <laughs> one of your adventurers seems a bit small. Are you sure that she's going to be okay out on the, I'm, I'm, the road? I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I've done loads of things like this before. <laughs> yeah, don't insult him. He is one of the most capable adventurers around here. I personally... No! No! I mean, no, I, also, not, like, not to sound cranky, I've just woken up, but, I mean, who are you to lecture people about height issues? No, it's not that. It's not that. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking I mean, about that... I mean... Jenny might that, be bigger than you. We don't know. How 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 big is Jenny? Oh, uh, well, he she is a cross between a dragon and an elephant. So she is probably about bean size. Okay, so bigger than the gnome. Yes. Okay. Well, okay, fine. If we're going by size alone, <laughs> then I guess I guess she'll be fine. But it just seems like it's a little uh Irresponsible. Tell that to the guy. To hey, be bringing, you, you've seen. Tell you've that to the guy whose yeah. fingers she ate. Oh, okay. All right then. I'll take your word for that. Great. Well, um, if you come with me, I will take you on over to the area where the ruins should be, and you can help protect me. 
while we're there. All right. What are you going to be doing there? What are you looking for? I'm exploring for hidden treasures and for answers to the great mysteries of the history of this beautiful country that we live in. 42. Oh, I can answer those. You don't need to go anywhere. Oh, please. 42. Okay, so... Well, it's a bit more complicated than that, Crowds. <laughs> See, the world was birthed out of a big fish. The fish dropped through a wormhole in the fabric of space and time and then split open and all the eggs flew out and that's what all the little dots are up in the sky. They're all big fish eggs waiting to hatch into bigger fish which will then travel through space and time to make their own fishy universes and that is why things smell of fish around here and not just because of me. Ah, you also got to take into account the big worm, which we're trying to use to bait the fish oh, yeah. to not oh, cause the oh. apocalypse. Yes. Huh. Yes, the, the big worm is very important. Great. <laughs> you guys seem very well educated. Did, did you hear anything about the big worm? Do I know about the big worm? Yeah, because like a couple of friends of mine, like Nesgrax and Olive and... Who else was there? Someone else was there. I can't remember off the top of my head. I have only just woken up after all. They went down into like ruins and found like an ancient civilization, which was guarded by a giant worm. Are we going for there? Because... Uh, no. <laughs> Although that sounds interesting. And I maybe would like to join you on another adventure some other time. But I'm afraid that... Do you know Bilbo Bananigans? Will... Bilbo Banana, I've never heard of this person. He sounds like a lot of fun, though. Oh, well, from from what the others told me, he was. Bit of a weird voice, but uh, it's, it's neither here nor no there, is it? But uh, yeah, yeah, I would have thought you two would know each other, both being like gnomish archaeologists and all. Thought you'd have uh, like a, a union or something. I'm a bit of a gnome body. <laughs> I like to be on my own and... You know, okay, so you're you're, and, you're one yeah. of those like nomaloners. Yeah, yeah, Mister Nomaloma. <laughs> That's right. So, if you want to be alone, why do you need us? I need protection. Well, that goes against your aloneness. Well, it does, but once I'm out of danger, then I'll go back to being on my own. All right, makes perfect sense to me, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> great, Crud. I'm. I'm not. I'm. I know this isn't something I usually say, but I think we might be overthinking this. Nah. Maybe. Nah. <laughs> no, you're right. Let's delve into it some more. <laughs> or should we just... We can walk and talk. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jenny, go ahead. Get in. He opens his uh, jacket. She pops into the, the Jenny pocket. Beans, do you want? Or do you want to walk? Oh, um, I, I'll go for the, the, the Beans backpack, if that's okay. All right. You can be the Beans cat pack. Just so I can stretch, you know? So I leap onto Crud's back and be the bean's backpack. Excellent. Uh, he reaches out his hand, the, the gnome. He says, let me introduce myself. I'm Many Stumble Duck Lingenhall. Dr. Crud grabs his hand and shakes it vigorously, probably shaking a few tidbits and, and things out of his pockets and stuff. <laughs> clink, clong, clink, clong, clink, clong. 
And uh, who's your uh, furry friend? Oh, sorry. My name is Beans. Like the, well, like the beans. Um. <laughs> hi. And I'm Doctor Crud the Third. Yes, the Doctor Crud the Third. I'm sure my reputation precedes me. Yeah, sure. And who's this little one? And he's gesturing to Jenny. That's Jenny the first. Yes, we, we, we've, well, I mean, she might be Jenny the second. We did lose her once. You can't, we, we don't know for sure. Oh, sorry, so subject, never mind. <laughs> too soon, Beans, too soon. I'm just soon. saying, she, we don't know for sure she's the same one. It's going to be a major twist <laughs> a few episodes from now. Do you uh, really want me to go all, all violent again? No, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to meet you all. Why don't you follow me and we'll uh, we'll have to find some sort of transportation, like a carriage or something, to get there. Oh, I got one of those. My mobile free clinic. Oh, wonderful. Okay, we'll all get into Dr. Crud the Third's mobile free clinic. Come on, everyone. All right. Uh, you want to sit in the back with the uh, with the patients or do you want to sit up uh, top with me? Oh, I would love to sit in the back with the patients and hear their stories. Well, I only got one in there currently, and she's kind of knocked out. Oh, okay. Do you ever have to do a tooth extraction on a crocodile? You do not want them awake for that. Uh, no, I haven't. I, I have had to remove precious treasures from ancient ruins, though, without setting off booby traps. Yeah, that's about the same idea. You hit that tongue and the tra- it just snaps shut and you lose fingers. You don't you don't want that. Well, I'd love to give it a go. All right, your hand. Okay. <laughs> so uh he if if you uh like to lead him outside, he'll jump in the in the carriage with you. You want to ride or do you want to walk? I got an extra pocket here. <laughs> uh that's okay. I'll I'll walk. Uh Enjoy using my legs while I still can. I'm getting up in years, and, well, sometimes we take our physical mobility for granted. Oh, don't worry. I'm the best doctor around. If something happens, I'll fix your eye up. Let's go. Great. Okay. Everybody gets into the carriage, and after uh, maybe four or five hours of, of traveling, you arrive at what is basically like a giant pyramid that it's been obstructed by forest and jungle and everything. So it's, you can't really see it from the outside, but you, you guys have, he knows the way and he sort of led the carriage through this brush and everything. And and now you're basically at the wall of uh, this giant pyramid and there's a, a big open sort of uh, doorway uh, that's just sort of pitch black inside. Um, And so there, there you are, you're just stood in front of the, the, the pyramid, and he says, Here we are. We need to get down into there in order to secure any valuables or artifacts that might be there. Alrighty, where's the entrance? It's right there. It's that big open doorway thing. Alright, well, lead the way. We're here to protect you. Okay, I think, uh, I think the carriage should fit. We'll just have to go slowly, though. We don't want to set off any booby traps like I mentioned before. Oh, you want to take the carriage inside the pyramid? 
Well, I think we can. All right. Well, you got insurance, right? Just in case. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm with, right. um, is there a good gnome insurance joke? I've got gnome insurance. <laughs> That's not a good thing. <laughs> uh, I asked if you had insurance. You just said you had no insurance. You said yes, and now no. No, gnome insurance. No, I'm, oh. I'm gnome insured. I have no, I'm, a, I'm a gnome owner, and I've got gnome insurance. Let's go. He's a very clever doctor. Not doctor, archaeologist. So, uh, yeah, you are trotting along in the carriage through this dark tunnel. There's really no light or anything. So many stumble duck. Lingen, Lingenhall says, uh, we, we're going to need to light a torch or something in order to, to see where we're going and see any of the hieroglyphs that could be giving us clues to some of the valuables in here. Oh, that's easy. Just light the lamps. Surely you have one of those, don't you? Like, you're an archaeologist. You should have everything. Oh, I, I sort of figured that you adventurers would have uh, some sort of way of producing light. Beans, beans, beans. Come here, sec. Beans, beans. Shh, shh, shh. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I don't think he's... I think he's a crappy archaeologist. I'm getting that feeling too, yeah, because, I mean, we're bad at our jobs, but whoo, you turn up to one of these and you know you're going to into a dark place with no light source. That's, that's a bad idea. Maybe he's just a student and he's trying to become an archaeologist, you know. Maybe, yeah. I mean, how could you not have heard of Bilbo Bananigans? <laughs> Everybody's heard of him. I mean, God. All right, well, we're going to have to take real special care of this guy. Just agree to whatever he says. Make him feel like a big man. Yeah. And and let, let's face it, I can run, like, crazy fast. So if we need to get out, we can. Well, oh, right. if, if I need to get out, I can. I'm not sure I could carry you. No, you don't have to. Nobody's going to screw with me. I'm huge. No, no, you can just bust out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you go ahead and write the, light the torches around the the carriage? There should be one okay. on each post. Okay. I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, Be Beans is going to uh, uh, reveal uh, the claws and just you like a like a tinder box. You go scrape, 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 and sparks <laughs> come out and light up the light up the torches. Okay. Cool. Okay, so you light up the, the torches, and just as the carriage is trotting along, uh, as soon as the, the torches get lit, you realize you're sort of coming out of this long tunnel, and you're in a, a much bigger room now. It's, um, it's sort of dome-shaped, which is sort of unusual. Uh, so it's a flat, solid, rock, stone ground but the dome is, you know, you're inside this big dome room in, within the pyramid. Why doesn't uh, somebody give me, both of you, give me a perception check? Can I use my sense of smell on this? Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. I got a 13. Okay. Okay, uh, Beans got a 21. Ooh. So, Beans, you uh, immediately notice that there is a set of large doors uh, on one 
in in the wall of this this dome room and um it's has some inscriptions in it that are are very distinctive cruds yes did you do ever do any like old language classes a couple okay any chance you understand like ancient civilization speak uh, well it depends on the civilization i mean all doctor speaks in 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 Greek and stuff, you know. Well, just and that's pretty ancient. Have 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 a checksy over there. There's like a big door, and then some very distinctive markings, but I'm not sure what they're distinctive of. Oh wow! How the heck did I miss that? I don't know. I think you were looking over the other direction. Oh yeah, you're probably right. Plus, you got that dark vision. And I don't. Yeah, that's and you know when you whenever you like sniff a place, you always close your eyes. So I'm not, uh, yeah. I'm not sure if you know you do it, but you cover your eyes with your your hands, and then you just go, <laughs> and it's really, really disgusting as a like a, as a as a sound goes. But um, you know, if it works for you, then it works for you. It, it does two things. It makes me so I can concentrate on the smells, and then it also clears out the phlegm. Yeah, but like in these sorts of situations, you would have thought that your eyes would be maybe a little more useful, just because. Let's face it, it smells like must and dust and something else that ends in ust. Maybe rust. Does it smell of rust? <laughs> uh, <Lust>. Probably not. <laughs> I really hope it doesn't smell of lust. <laughs> well, I'll have to work on that. Thank you for pointing that out to my beans. It was okay. You Cred- know, what are friends yeah. for, right? <laughs> Dr. Crud will go over and see if he can make hide nor hair of these hieroglyphic. Hi- hi- English for me today. Is hard. <laughs> Hieroglyphics. There we go. Yay. Bye. In the future, we can just call them glyphs, and that's fine. <laughs> glyphs. <laughs> What's oh, the... Weird um, can writing. Can you give me... Dr. Crud, could you give me a uh, history check, please? Oh, with with uh, with some panache on that. Okay. That's going to be a 22. Oh, nice one. Okay, so you see uh, this door with this distinctive, these distinctive symbols in it. You recognize that the current symbols that we use today in sort of our common speak uh, derive from these markings in in the in the door, and you recognize that they are they represent numbers. So you've actually got uh, what you've got is sort of a, a panel with uh, square stones in it, uh, and you recognize they represent uh, the numbers from zero to nine. So zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and they're all separate squares. Above those squares, you've got um, triangles. So this is going to be, if you guys want to play it long at home, you can get out a piece of paper. And what you can do is make four triangles on your piece of paper. All in a line? Uh, it doesn't matter. Just four triangles. They should all just be sort of normal pyramid shape, you know, equilateral triangles. Cool. Um, on the first triangle, at the top point, make a two. At the bottom left point, make a three. And at the bottom right point, make a five. 
and inside the triangle, write the number 16. Oh, I got to make bigger triangles then. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you write that wherever is convenient. <laughs> Two, three, five, sixteen. Okay. Yep. On the next triangle, uh, at the top point, make a five. At the bottom left, make a one. And at the bottom right, make a seven. And inside that triangle or next to it or wherever, write uh, the number 40, four zero. Okay. Mm-hmm. And on the third triangle, at the top point, make a three. At the bottom left, make a nine. And at the bottom right, make a two. And inside or next to it, write 33. Oh, it's going inside. I made bigger triangles. Oh, okay, cool. Good. <laughs> and then on the fourth triangle, at the top point, make an eight. At the bottom left, make a three. And at the bottom right, make a six. And that one is blank, so it doesn't have a number in it. And so many stumble duck Lingenhall sort of hops out of the carriage and he comes up to you as you're inspecting the, the glyphs. And uh, he says, oh, this is very interesting. It seems like it's some sort of, uh, I don't know, like a, like a cryptograph, like a code. Yeah, uh, it seems that uh, these triangles oh, means these glyphs. Glyphs are numbers. Oh, I know it don't, that's what they are. Okay. It doesn't look like it, but they, I, I swear to you they are. And it looks like we got a combination to enter that'll open this door. Okay, okay. So how hard can it be, right? I mean, the answer to that is player me has solved it. I'm not sure oh, whether, how. I'm not sure how Beans would have done. I saw. I solved it like after the second one. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good because I suck at these, so I have no idea what I'm looking at. <laughs> I feel like this is a good situation where, like, Beans shows that he's. You know, oh, like, like a beautiful minding here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, there's a reason why he's a lawyer now. He yeah. is not as dumb as he could, he he purports himself. Oh, we, we should, how about we like let the let the people let the people listening if they're playing along, you know, pause it here. Um, and <laughs> you know, if you, if you want to try and figure out what it is yourself, this is the point to do it because after this, play at me. We'll reveal the answer and why the answer is what it is. So, so pause do it in now. three, two, one. All right, we're back. Okay, we're back <laughs> after that pause. Hopefully everyone uh, managed to figure out. Yes, so the triangles with three numbers on each corner with one in the middle. So the first one, if you look at it, is 16. You've got a two, a three, and a five. A bit weird? Maybe maybe the numbers outside have something to do with it. The answer is, yes, they do. If you look at the two bottom numbers, the 3 and the 5, if you add those together, you get 8. And if you multiply that by the top number, you get 16. Moving on to the next triangle, you have a 5 at the top, a 1 and a 7 at the bottom, and a 40 in the middle. You add together the two bottom numbers, 1 and 7, to make 8, and multiply that by the top number, 5, to make 40. So running along... Straight to the end, uh, you've got an 8 on the top and then a 3 and a 6 on the bottom. You add together the, the 3 and the 6 to make 9, multiply that by the 8, and you get 72. Great. So how does Beans want to reveal this information? <laughs> um, c 
Considering they're actually in glyphs, I think beans would probably just randomly start scratching at the wall by like, and accidentally get the right like, combination. Oh, okay. That seems to make the most sense. And just go, hey, let's just have a look. And oh, 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 this is a pretty shape because they're, they're um. I mean, there is a seven and a two on there. So assuming um, the glyphs in them, like the the larger number glyphs, don't have like extra things because certain, um, you know, scriptures do have different, uh, you know, signs for larger numbers. We would just put a seven and a two in. And just go. Okay. Oh, this looks about right. Okay, so you've you've punched in seven and two. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you you feel the ground start to rumble. Oh no! I did it wrong. I'm going to run. We're going to die. Beans, what did you do? I don't what know. What did you do? The, the doors ah. start to open slowly. Oh, okay. You hear the. The creaking of the doors; these large stone doors are sort of grinding across the floor, and you see a—it just opens up to a large dark tunnel. But you see like a pinpoint of light in the center of of the tunnel, and that light is is getting bigger and and bigger every sort of second that you're looking at it. And uh, eventually, it just widens and widens and widens until it's filling up the entire doorway and completely engulfs everything within the dome. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Archaeologist. That was your job, wasn't it? My my job? What are you talking about? Well, uh, we're here for protection. You're here to just do your thing. We just did your thing. You, 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 you've unlocked the, the the giant stone doors. I'm ecstatic about this. So right, this, um, but we're here for we're here for protection. This is your thing. So I mean, we can continue this doing this, but we might have to start haggling a bit because if we're going to do your job and our job, I mean, we're all in this together, Doctor. And uh, as he says that, the light that had previously sort of been engulfing you and like obscuring your your vision of of everything around you um sort of fades away and you're not where you were before you're now in this room this much smaller room that is um covered in metal plating and there's a uh, a half orc who's sort of about six foot four. He has sort of a large gut. He looks like sort of unkempt and sloppily dressed. And he's holding like a bunch of uh, boxes. And he's looking at you guys. And he says, oh, crap. Uh, and he yells out back. Valerian! Valerian! We got... We got four... Four more passengers? <laughs> and, um... He's like, one one sec. And he leaves the room. Uh, out of a out of a, a metal door that sort of slides open and then slides close behind him. So you're... You're just standing there in this... In this metal room. Well, that was particular... Um, um, 
archaeologist person. I don't think you've got right. a doctorate. Um, what was this like ancient civilization you're researching? Like, what was their deal? There, there were, from what I could piece together, uh, this ancient civilization. They they used to worship these uh, beings who who seemed to come from the sky who who showed them how to make tools and how to travel faster and and how to set up a a, a, a thriving society were they by any chance orcs I, I I don't think so not from the glyphs that I've seen not by any chance did you go and see that play that was on the other week the kingdom of the crystal skull I just want to see whether you know you were uh, drawn to like get us here you know if by like if you were inspired by um whichever bard wrote that one <laughs> he he crosses his arms he says i did see that play it was horrible well i'm not i'm not saying it wasn't i'm just saying you know you might have been inspired to go looking and you just happened to find something erstwhilely applicable he says i've been doing this job for 40 plus years and i i did not get my inspiration from a half-baked sequel to a trilogy of plays that was much better when i was you know in uni 30 years ago i i i I think i've hit a nerve crud (laughs) yeah he's very upset you you seem to get this a lot (laughs) um could you both give me a perception check? Gladly. Nose. Yes, no, nose. Um, no, I don't think that's okay. going to work. Unless someone was eating something really weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, another 21 for beans. 15 plus 6. Oh, nice. 11. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, Dr. Crud, you, what you're, you're looking around and you're, you know, just trying to figure out what this place is and you see lots of different things but they don't really make sense to you beans you uh look around and again all these things they're not exactly making sense to you but you do notice um a uh a circle in one of the walls and you, you get up close to it and you're looking out and you can see the night sky um but it's much more vivid and much more filled with stars and shapes and colors and things than than you've ever seen it before. Um, Crud? Uh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah? I don't think we're in drowers anymore. Why do you say that? Um, I've never seen anything like that out of my window at home. Like what? Um... But this is just a, a bunch of flying rock and weird colours. And honestly, I thought I w- if I didn't know any better, I would have said you drugged me. Well, not this time. Come and have a look. <laughs> this would be the part of the TV show where the camera sort of spins around to the exterior <laughs> and pulls away. And you you can see that you're on a, a spaceship in the middle of, of space and... uh we always see your two little heads in the window, looking out on the vast expanse of, of stars and planets and everything. 
Yeah, it just, it just yeah, it just pull, pulls right out. You have the the um the shot of um, beans and crud just crowding around the the porthole. It zooms yeah. right out. You sh- so the ship and the the vastness and emptiness of space and just beans going. You did get travel insurance, right? <laughs> well, I thought he had gnome insurance, but uh, I don't know. Uh yeah. Sorry, I after getting the gnome insurance, I. I, I was getting really bored with filling out forms, and even though it was there, I never really got the travel insurance. Well, all right, so we're traveling in this triangle that was on our planet, and there's a couple, at least one orc, if not multiple, and we're now passengers, and do you think they want to eat us? Well, I mean, Olive tends to give off those vibes anyway, so I think we might be okay. I've, I've learned to notice those um, those expressions on people. Uh, Mr. Archaeologist, huh? you said that uh, this was going to be simple, that this was a protection gig for something terrestrial. This is now into the realm of science. Um... What the hell? I don't think I ever used the word simple or terrestrial. Not in so many words. <laughs> you made those assumptions. And when you assume, you make an ass out of you and him. I don't think that's exactly how it goes, but okay. Uh, still, um, what the hell's going on? Well, obviously we've been transported to some sort of an alien ship of some kind you, you i mean you use the word obviously i don't think it means what you think it means <laughs> i don't think it's that obvious the door that the uh half orc had left through before opens up again and a woman enters she's a triton woman so she's like a fish person i don't know if we can use the word triton or if that's copyrighted or not Aaron's well, Triton. Okay, cool. So she's a Triton. Um, she, so she's you know blue skin. Uh, she's about five foot five. Um, she has on sort of light scaled armor. She has blue hair, and she sort of has a shocked uh, expression on her face, and and she says, "Welcome." You want to catch us up? <laughs> Of course. Um, hello, I'm Valerian. I'm sort of the acting ship's captain. I assume that you arrived here after solving the puzzle at the ancient ruins? Oh, that's what that was. <laughs> yes. We went into a pyramid, put in 7-2, and then we were here. Yes, yes, that's exactly what happened to us. Many years ago, we've been on this ship ever since. Um, I'm sorry, there's a lot to explain, and I'm sure you'd all be much more comfortable sitting down in a nicer room, maybe with some food or some tea. Yes, food, food, let's go, let's go, let's go, food, food, Uh, food, food, food. fish, you got fish? We we can manufacture some fish, That that would be fine. Man, you you catch fish. (laughs) 
I'll explain once we get up to the mess hall. Uh, please uh, follow me. I'll I'll take you. I'll take you there. And so she sort of walks out the the sliding door, and gesturing you for for you to guys to follow her. We're coming. We're coming. Hold your horses. Or is this pulled by horses? What what's the means of propulsion? <laughs> I have a lot to explain. Uh, please follow me. And uh, you leave this uh, room and you come to some uh, stairs and you basically are walking up the stairs from um, from this this level and you're going up to the next level and that's like the mess hall. So that's a, like a like uh, like a kitchen area with uh, four tables sort of, you know, equidistant from each other. Um, and there's kitchen appliances and everything. There's um, plants growing in, in a corner. There's sort of, you, you know, um, different bits of machinery and things that you recognize as, as food. And she says, please just have a seat. Um, I understand you would like some fish. Um, oh, yes. You, you, sir. What, what can I, what can I offer you? She's pointing to you, Doctor Crud. Oh, I, 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 I'll eat anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, and what about this little one? Uh, is Jenny visible? Can is Jenny like poking her head out? Oh, I'm sure she is. Okay. And 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 what about she, what about for this little one? What can I get her? Meat, raw huh? meat. No, no problem. Um. And you, sir? And she's looking at many. And many says, I'll just have some green tea, if that's not too much to ask. She says, of course not. And uh, she goes up to a, a, a box um, in the wall. And um, she says into it, we would like some green tea, some raw meat, a cheeseburger, and also uh, some tuna and uh there's like a a, a a a very soothing sort of a a beep and she opens the box and takes out all of those pieces of food and drinks and hands them to to everybody she says please sit I, I, enjoy i i'll try to get you up to speed so we are essentially on a ship like a sea ship but this ship is not moving on the ocean, it's moving through the space above the sky, the space between planets and stars. We believe that this ship was built by an ancient race of beings who once called Draws their home. And we've transported up here after solving the puzzle at the ruins, just as you did. Uh, however, I was the first to arrive, and I quickly found that there was no easy means of returning back to Draws. I have not been able to find a way to get back to my home planet. Soon there were others. Zaymar, God rest his soul. Navara and uh, Shegan, who you met earlier, the, the half-orc man who, who greeted you. Uh, so we've all been traveling together on this ship, um, stopping from planet to planet as per the ship's automatic navigation system and collecting the supplies and means that we need to keep the ship from for to, to keep going and 
and to keep us alive. And, well, we've just been here ever since. Who are these ancient aliens? Unfortunately, we don't know that much about them. We know that they once lived on the planet Draws. We know that they that their technology is far superior to anything that, that we have ever seen. Um, we know that um, they seemed like a good people. They had a very sophisticated system of morality, justice. Um, they, Kidnapping? <laughs> well, I believe if, um, if any of them were still alive, uh, they would safely return us home. But it seems that they're long extinct. At least we've never encountered one of these beings in the ten years that we've been traveling. Uh, did you ever give like um, these, like this elder race, like a, a name at all? Like, I mean, you've been here for ten years. Like, even just a nickname. Like, what do you call them? Uh, I've I've been calling them. Let me think of a good one. <laughs> I'm open to suggestions. Uh, I've been calling them the visitors. Hang on. Wait. If they originally lived on our planet, why, why were they visiting? Oh, they're not from our planet. They merely oh, called yes. our planet home. Ah, yes. I remember point. the thing from the other... The others, um, yes, I remember now. Sorry, I was, I was thinking about fish. Uh-huh. <laughs> the band? No, sorry. <laughs> um, oh, you know them. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, here we are. Um, as you're... Uh, let me just um, check my notes here. So let me introduce myself. My name is Valerian. Uh, I was actually the ship's cap uh, a ship's captain in my previous life before coming abo aboard this ship. Um, one of my passengers paid their fare uh, by giving me a map where they said that there was some ancient treasure. And, of course, I couldn't resist. So I made it to the ruins. I solved the puzzle, and I've, I've been here ever since. And uh, a sliding door opens, and uh, a woman enters. Uh, she is wearing sort of... Um, uh, cleric's robes uh, with a hood. Um, you can tell she has sort of red hair underneath her hood. Um, she's youngish. She's in her 20s. She's about 5'8". Um, and Valerian gestures to her and says, oh, this is Navara. Uh, Navara, would you like to introduce yourselves to our new passengers? And Navara's, you can tell um, she's not sort of okay her her uh cheeks are red her eyes are sort of puffy and a little bit bloodshot um and she's not sort of responding to this situation the way you sort of would expect someone to if they haven't seen another person for you know a few years um so she says hello i'm navara I, and it looks like you need a hug. And Dr. Crud wraps himself around her. And she just starts sobbing into your shoulder. <laughs> and 
And she's she's she sort of then pushes you away. She says, "Thank you, thank you." I, I suppose we're doing introductions. I, I found the ruins while I was escaping from my church. I say church; it was a cult. They were preparing us girls for sacrifice, and I had to get away. And I came here. I fell in love with, with Zaymar. <laughs> But now he's gone. And she starts. She cries back into your shoulder, Doctor Crud. What? What happened? Where is he? <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. And um, Valerian says, "I'll, I'll explain soon. Um, g- give me one moment." And she presses a button on sort of the wall. She says, "Shagan, Shagan, could you please come here and introduce yourself properly to our guests?" He says, ah, crap. Be there in a tick. He and likes like, that word. <laughs> yeah. So a few moments later, the door opens up and Shagging comes in and he's the half-orc that you saw earlier. He's got a, you know, big gut. He's sort of sloppily dressed. He says, hey, how you doing? I'm, uh, I'm Shagging. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm the cook. Uh, I'm a rock-solid dude. Uh. I, uh, I, I'll be honest, I got completely wasted and I sort of woke up at the ruins and I didn't so much solve the puzzle as I did sort of stumble into those blocks accidentally while I was trying to get up and, uh, yeah, I ended up here. Hey. Party on. Yeah, man. And he gives you like a rock sign. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's our turn. Uh, I am Dr. Crud. Yes, the Dr. Crud. This is my companion, Mr. Beans Esquire, lawyer to the stars. This right here is Jenny, my daughter. And this is an archaeolo- uh, a, a archaeologist who's starting to learn the ropes of archaeology. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not learning the ropes. I'm many. You didn't even bring a torch. Okay, yes. My fault. I didn't bring a torch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I assumed that a professional mercenary would have some means of creating light. In and a, I uh, assumed an arch- professional archaeologist would do the same. I mean, well, remember, Mr. Archaeologist, as you said yourself, you know what happens when uh, you assume. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Using my my words against me. Very clever. Very clever, Beans. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we've all made our introductions, but um, obviously there's one of your crew who isn't present at the moment. This is Zaymar that you keep referring to. Could you could you explain what what has happened to to Zaymar? Um, and uh, Shagan says, uh, Zaymar, he was another one of us, uh, an entertainer. Uh, he he died in a freak accident just yesterday. Uh, he was crushed in the cargo bay. Uh, yeah, it wasn't pretty. Uh, how? How was he crushed in the cargo bay? Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. Whatever. The, what else did you mean? Do you think I meant by how? Well, he was crushed by a huge container full of stuff. There we go. That's the how. A huge container full of stuff. Yeah. Now, have you just 
distinguish to how that huge container full of stuff fell. No. I'm in charge of the cargo bay, and I always make sure that everything is completely secure. Well, obviously that wasn't secure, so we need to figure out why and how. We also need to figure out how the hell to get off of this this ship. And, you know, we... we what? Let's do it. Uh, Valerian sort of holds up her hand. She sort of says, um, Dr. Crud, I, I understand that um, this is an odd situation for you to be entering at this time. And um, Well, I mean, I've been an otter, but go ahead. Okay. Um, it's just that this is all sort of very raw for for us. Um, Zaymar was a, a friend and a brother for, for these years and the lover to, to one of us. And she gestures to Navara. And um, she says, uh, we, we've been doing our best to try to piece together what has happened. And um, it, it hasn't been easy. As you can imagine, there's only three of us left. And we all... I'm afraid we've become distrustful of each other. Well, then you're in luck because you got a doctor, you got a lawyer, and you got this, I guess you got this archaeologist here, and that's something we do. We solve shit. Oh, okay. And then Navara sort of grabs you, Dr. Crud, by your your lab coat. She says, oh, yeah, I haven't got, I haven't let her go yet. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So she's looking up at you, you know, like, please, you have to help us. You have to help us understand what happened. And she sort of whispers to you, like, I, I don't think it was an accident. I think it was Shagan. I think Shagan killed my Zaymar. Don't worry, little lady. We will get to the bottom of this. You have the FBK guarantee. Thank you. You're welcome. We whispering <laughs> because I got put into a secret. I'll okay. tell you later. Okay. No, I heard you, but I was just wondering. Valerian says, "I think it might be good if we um, sort of explained the ship to you and how this works." Yes, please do. <clears throat> yes, please do. Ah, very good. Um, and she, uh, taps some buttons on the wall and a hologram appears in front of you. Oh, wow. That's fancy. Yeah. And she is, what you're seeing is the ship, um, which isn't the pyramid that you encountered earlier. It's, um, it's sort of a, uh, a, a long vessel, um, and it's the the hologram of the ship sort of becomes dissected and labeled and everything and all these, you know, cool markings. Um, but basically, you have to think of the ship as like a building, um, you know, with a big rocket on the bottom of it, propelling the building through space. And uh, so every level on this building, every floor on this building is another level in the ship. And there's um, 10 levels in all. Um, and so the, the top level, the, the very tip of the ship, the top of the building, is the flight deck. Uh, below that is um, 
the operational area. Um, below that uh, are the crew quarters. That's on level three and four. So we're going down here. Um, five is the uh, the the barracks. Um, the one below that six is the galley. That's where you are now. Uh, seven is the area that you arrived in, where um, the the metal room where you were transported. Eight is the cargo bay. Nine is engineering, and ten is water storage. And below that is the reactor that um, propels the ship. And the ship is always, the way it works is it's always sort of accelerating. It's in a sort of a continual state of acceleration, which creates the gravity that you're feeling. And that's what's keeping you down instead of floating around and everything. Um, so as long as the ship is sort of moving, you're feeling the effects of gravity. If anybody wants to know, I'm stealing this directly off of the Rasinate from The Expanse. <laughs> so. It sure is. Oh, very good. <laughs> so you under you're all familiar with this concept. Very good. So she shows you the whole diagram of the ship, and she says, uh, "Well, uh, I'm sure you three, I'm sorry, four, including your daughter Jenny, would like to um, get comfortable and maybe have a talk amongst yourselves." We'll we'll give you some time to to process all of this while we go about our operational duties. Um, if there's anything else you need, please just press one of the buttons the, the 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 buttons on the panel here. This is a this is a communications panel. If you press that button, you'll be able to communicate with the entire ship. You just ask for me, Valerian, and I'll I'll be right there to help you. Are, are these buttons on every space inside this 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 flying boat or? There's always uh, a button available in whatever area you're in. It'll be near every door or sort of the opposite side of the room so that, you know, you don't have to go too far to, to get to one. All right. Well, so if you don't mind, we're going to go back to my carriage for some privacy while we discuss what we're going to happen. Yes, of course. Please do. Uh, you would just uh, exit that door and go down the stairs and you'll be uh, in the area where you arrived. I saw the map. Thank you. Great. <laughs> All right. Beans, uh, Mr. Uh, Stra I mean, uh, whatever the hell you are. Let's go. Manny. My name is Manny. Manny Stumbleduck Ligginhall. All right, Manny. Let's go. I was going to say, Crud, so, you know, I, I'm, I, I was actually going to ask to go back to the, the carriage myself. Um, I think I left my yo-yo there um, when we came on. And um, it just seems a bit boring here. I just, I just want oh. something to entertain myself. Yeah, it, it's going to probably have a bit of a boring end. Plus, we need to go check on my patient. Oh, yeah, that too. Uh, they might be coming out of their uh, drug-induced haze here very soon. Well, ho I mean, well, hopefully when they wake up, um, they won't have any, like, weird, like, uh, funny, like, speech problems, you know, because of the whole, you know, tooth extraction thing. You know, well, obviously, I mean, you know, a side of their face could completely, you know, be... Uh, not working properly, so they have like muffled speech or like um, memory loss or you know whatever. Hey, you're the doctor. I, I was only restoring her her original eighty teeth. She had those those more the growth, and so 
That's what she asked. And, you know, I had to put her out because I did not want to get bit when I did it. Well, I mean, yeah, that's to- to- totally understandable. I mean, is I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of her fault. She needs to stop, like, stealing teeth from other people. And jamming her in her face, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not safe. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> but you, you know what they say, you know. Uh, you know, eaters gotta eat, right? Is that eaters gotta eat? Uh, I, I think it's either the one, one of them. I don't keep up. Well, let's go see if we can slap her awake. We might need her for this. I, I'll stand behind you because if she finds out uh, a couple of teeth are missing, she might try and get them from uh, someone else. She asked for them to be removed. Well, you know. Well, well, we'll, we'll see. We 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 <laughs> we head down to the carriage. Okay, you successfully make it to the carriage. <laughs> and, uh, hey, we successfully did this. Yeah. Woo. Um, can I, I, I want to go find my yo-yo. Um, be back in a moment. You know, I think it was sitting next to her head. Oh, and please no. We, uh, we go into the back of the carriage and, uh, we see Olive laying in the, uh, laying in a, you know, medicine bed with, uh, the yo-yo right there next to her head on a pillow. <laughs> okay, um, I, gr- I grab, um... I don't know what what like a, a you know um a, a a ream of like gauze or like um like bandages or something. I sneak up to where Olive's head is, and then just push my yo-yo out with the gauze to replace the weight, so she doesn't notice as slow as I can because her vision is based on movement. And then I just take the yo-yo <laughs> away. And then step backwards slowly and look look to see whether she's breathing. Yes, she's still breathing. Okay. And then move safely out of harm's way. Dr. Crud walks up to Olive, puts his hand on, on her mouth just to hold it closed. Because as you know, crocodiles cannot open their mouth. With when they're when they're closed like that, and he smacks her a couple of times. Olive, wake up! <laughs> I'm gonna release you. Just don't bite me. <laughs> hey, she no, he don't believe release- her. She said that before. <laughs> he releases her and steps back real quick. Oh my tooth! Fork tooth. <clears throat> oh my tooth! Fork tooth. R tooth. <laughs> Is that what you said? R tooth. Four. Oh, four, four teeth. You removed four teeth. Wow, good job, Dr. Crud. Yeah, we're, we're getting you back down to 80 again. Yes, 84 was too many. Yep. Yeah. Well, last time it was 83, and it was 84 <laughs> today, so, I mean, we had to get rid of the extras. You gotta stop jamming them in there. Oh, no, they, they grow. I, I don't know why Beans thinks this of me. I don't steal teeth from other people. They just continuously grow, like a shark. You know, that makes much more sense. Well, Beans, where did you come up with she was jabbing a worm in her face? I saw, I saw her putting something in her mouth, but I'm not the doctor here. Oh, chewing tobacco. Yeah, I tried that because Dr. Crud Third got me onto it. It's not good. Maybe not for you. No, it might have been gum. Could have been gum to take, take the taste of the chewing tobacco out. Maybe. I don't know. Dr. Crud apparently spits. 
<laughs> I look around and I'm like, wow, are we in Nikamui? No. You're in my carriage, which is situated on a spaceship in flying between planets, and uh, it's a whole situation. We were hired by this guy who says he's an uh, architect, and, right. uh, well... Archaeologist. Yeah, well, I mean, architect, archaeologist, he's just shit anyway, any of them, so... Uh, well, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, he, say, he says he's an archaeologist just as much as I'm, well, a dog. Yeah, uh, but he's paying me, Beans, and Jenny 15k for for doing protection, so we decided to go with him. And we need a transportation, so we took the carriage, and we went over there, put in the code, got beamed up into the ship, and uh, remembered you were here and woke you up. <laughs> well, thanks. For removing the teeth, not for taking me to space. Oh, and there's a dead body. What? Yeah. So we need to figure out how this person died, who killed them, if it was a murder, and we need to figure out how the hell to get home. And apparently they've been stuck up here for this one. The captain's been out here for at least 10 years. Thank you for taking me here. I really appreciate (laughs) it. (laughs) You're welcome. In, uh, in, in their defense, uh, we we didn't know that any of this was going to happen. We we were simply exploring ancient ruins, and boom, we were transported up here. It's it's no one's fault, really. Hey hey hey! Don't paint us with your brush. <laughs> You're the one who was like, "Oh, it's just a simple job, bit of security. You do, all you have to do is keep me safe." Well, who's going to keep you safe up here? Well, we are. We're getting paid to do it, so we have to. I mean, he. Grads, he might have... He ought to have the money on him right now, right? <laughs> no, they put it in escrow with the guild. He didn't even have insurance. Uh, well, yeah, I, I'm still c- confused whether it's gnome insurance or no insurance. Like I said, I know we're battered our jobs, but like this guy. <sighs> well, all we gotta do is bring him back and we get paid. We do have to keep him alive. After that... You can do whatever you want with him. Oh, no, I don't. I don't want to kill him. That implies I care. Okay, well, I, I don't understand what we're discussing then. Oh, I was just saying he's an ass. Oh, yeah, 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 he is. Okay, we're caught up. Oh, hi, Olive. Uh, so, who died? Navarro's boy. Zayma. Zayma. He's dead, so I didn't write his name down. <laughs> How did he die? Apparently he got crushed. I have not looked at the body yet. Yeah, some issue, like in the cargo bay, and they, they were like, oh, we can't go and investigate. It's, it's, it's way too raw for us. And it's like, no, we've got to go and investigate now. The scene of the crime is still active. We need to dust for prints. So one of them's a murderer. I've been reading a lot of, like, um, procedural uh, um, crime novels and, like, the plays. So you want to go look at a dead body? Oh, yes, please. Yeah. You can touch it with a stick. Oh, spoke it. 
Okay, well, where are my hands? Oh, um, let, let, make sure to get some gloves from um, the, the carriage. Oh, I got my, my, my uh, autopsy bag right here. Yeah, but I need some beans gloves for claws. You oh, yeah, like- well, I have a spe- I always put a pair in every one of my bags oh, just for you. Good. Well, we haven't needed them before now. Apart from I that know, one time it- we had that like water balloon fight and we didn't have any balloons. Sorry, that's where they all went. When you know when they when they disappeared that one time, that was me. Yeah, I know. I I always keep them just for you because I know how you like to stick your fingers in things. Yeah, that's true. I've ruined a lot of pies. So let's go look at the body. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you want to go down from where you are into the cargo bay on level eight? Yes, yes please, computer. <laughs> turbo lift. I say to the turbo lift. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, you leave this room. You make your way down some stairs. And now you're in the cargo bay. Everything. Uh, why don't, let's do some perception checks. Nose or no nose? Uh, yeah, you can use your nose for this one. You smell blood. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's, uh, that's going to be a nat 20 with a plus one, so 21. Whoa. Wow. Okay. That's what I get for d- advantage. 24. 24. Um, I got a 23. Okay. 17 great. plus so 6. You can see... In this cargo bay, it's a it's a large room. There are large containers. They're sort of like square containers, and they're all securely strapped down with you know this this sort of seatbelt like material. Um, they're all very secure, and everything is is in place. There's one uh, container that is securely strapped down but the front of it is still has some blood stains and stuff and you can see on the wall opposite of it is also some blood stains and things that um they have you can see someone has made an attempt to clean this up but uh it was pretty messy and so there is still some blood and stuff right there is there a body there's no body Dr. Kred walks over to the communications panel. Uh, hello, uh, where's the body? Oh, uh, hello, uh, Dr. Crud. it's Valerian. Um, yes, of course, uh, we needed to remove the body and, and put it uh, somewhere where uh, people wouldn't have to look at it as we go about our days. So um, if you would like to, to see the body, you can, you can come up to the barracks, level five. Um, I, I, can, I can show you. All right, we will meet you there. <laughs> they don't want to see it, so let's put it in their bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll meet you up there in a few. We're going to investigate the scene, and then we will investigate the body, and then we will move on from there. Thank you, over and out. Okay, so you're making your way up? We're going to investigate the scene first. The scene? Oh, so you're going to stay there and investigate. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, why don't we do some investigation checks for anybody who'd like to do anything 10 9 uh 18 for beans 12 plus 6 ooh okay uh so dr card the third and olive you 
you're you're basically seeing what you saw before. You're seeing, you know, that obviously it was this crate that has the blood on it that somehow came loose and crushed the body on the opposite side of the wall. Beans, you see that as well, but you're also seeing more of the room. You're seeing that there is a uh, a passage that leads down to engineering, sort of right in the center of the room. You see that there is like a a, a docking bay to on this on the side of the room with an airlock and everything. So that would be where cargo would come in and out. Uh, so you pick up those other details. But other than that, there's not much more to see here. Okay, so Beans is going to uh, squat down in front of the blood pile and like um, sweep out his ponchamuk. <laughs> Go, right, let's see what we got here. Okay, so... Let's just visualize this, everybody. Right. A, a guy was just standing here for whatever reason. We don't know why. Because, you know, we, we're going to need to question some witnesses later. But if you, you know, we, we said that who was in charge of the check-in? He was in charge of the the cargo bay itself. So, you know, he said everything is meant to be, like, firmly locked down. But it wasn't for whatever reason. So, so why was Zaymar down here? Now, that's one question we need to answer. Why was he standing in this exact spot? Next, we need to ask why the shipping container just squished him. Like, what made it do that? And is like, is it? Is there some sort of machinery above us that moves it, or was there something inside it that like bashed it and moved out? Maybe it was a complete accident. Navara did say Shegan is the one who murdered him. That's what she says. Yes, but we also need to figure out a motive for that. And also why she thinks that. Maybe Shegan loves her and was jealous of the relationship and said, I'm going to off this guy and I'm going to take her for myself. I mean, maybe, but, you know, there were only, like, at that time, four people on this entire ship. You know, killing one person is a big deal. Like all, all someone ha- all two people have to do is know that the other person didn't kill them, and it kind of puts it on the other. Unless there's some external party involved, such as like an alien in a shipping container that broke out, and <laughs> there's a is a big alien running around. Is this the old worm thing again? Am I getting like back onto a loop? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe there's a space worm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we should check the straps to see if they were cut. Yes, yes. that's a good idea. So, um, actually, uh, Crud, if you can give me a... Um, just throw me up onto um, the shipping container behind it. Allie, you. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Crud will grab him by the scruff of the neck and then the base of his tail just... <laughs> no need to roll acrobatics. Cats always land on their feet. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. So you're investigating the straps? Uh yeah. Let's 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 have a look at these, see if they're cut. Or whether okay. they were wrenched free by some giant worm. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm not going to make you do an investigation or anything. Uh, you, you can tell that they, they're in perfect sort of working condition. They're not um, cut or torn or anything like that. Okay, so this is weird up here. It doesn't look like um, any damage was done to any of these. So, so this one just wasn't strapped down at all for whatever reason. Check the buckle. See if the buckle is damaged. Because they're seatbelts, right? So it goes into the buckle. Okay. I'll, I'll check whatever, like, kind of strap, you know, buckles or, you know, whatever connecting things they go into for any, like, um, tampering or fingerprints or um, any erst, um, erstwhile hairs that are hanging around that aren't me. Oh, did you want your My First Detective kit? I oh, got that in oh, here yes, please. in my um, coat. I think I've got my magnifying glass up here, but um, I need my pipe and my hat, if that's still in there. All right, coming up. <laughs> actually, actually um, Crud, if you if you uh, could like punch your nose up here, um, if you can get any like smells that aren't me, um, that would be quite useful for sniffing out the suspects. All right. So he's checking buckles. I'm checking smells. Okay. Olive would like to taste the blood. <laughs> Olive, okay. not the time. And now it's all right, go for it. There's loads. <laughs> I, I have developed a taste for types of blood, so I wanted to tell if their race matches what they were described as. I have changeling uh, suspicions, so. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. buckles. It's the game is, uh, what has Olive eaten in the past? Does she recognize it? <laughs> yeah. I have eaten changeling. <laughs> so, let's see. So, we're checking the buckles... You're checking the blood. Sorry, Dr. Crud, what were you going to check? Pheromones. The fer- You're smelling. That's right. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Beans, you check the buckles. The buckles are sort of like um, airplane seat style to us. You know, like you you, you pull on a on a metal um, latch and it, it releases the, the buckle. Um, and when you close the buckle, it's easy to just sort of like pull it taut and keep everything secure. So it's easy to just open these things up and close them back up and secure them. Um, so, but you, you don't detect, there, there's there's no, the only, um, are, are you actually checking for fingerprints and stuff? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, are but- you able to do that? <laughs> do you have like a fingerprint <laughs> kit or something like that? He's got his My First Detective kit. Yeah. Do you have that? Crud's always got it. I, oh, I have I, charcoal. I can grind the charcoal into a fine dust and then blow the dust from off of my flattened hand onto the fingerprints, and they will stick to the oil. The dust particles will. Okay. Yes, we can fingerprint anyone we want, damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> would, you, would you like to do this? Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. So you do that, and there are distinctive um, fingerprints on the the buckles. I put the parchment onto the charcoal dust, and I collect the fingerprint. Cool. Um, okay, so yeah, you've got a, a clean print off of the the buckle there, um, and then. Uh, Dr. Crud, you were s- smelling pheromones. Um, you don't really pick up anything. You can pick up sort of the contents of the containers, and the containers are full of 
different things. They're full of um, elements that the ship needs to run. They're full of um, soil uh, from different planets. Um, they're full of a bunch of things that, you know, you you they're sort of inconsequential, basically. But yeah, you, there, there's a lot of different things in these containers um, that the crew. Well, there's is, only four people, so do I? And I have. Uh, there were only four people, and I'm experienced with three of them now. So mm-hmm. do I pick up any of their body odors down here? Uh, there's definitely a, a Shagan scent uh, because he is a smelly individual. <laughs> there is a Shagan yeah, scent. Party boy. Yeah. Even I can smell um, him. <laughs> and obviously you can smell the blood um, from from Zamar, but you don't. It's that that's you can't like match that to to anybody. It's just you know a person's blood. Um. And then, Olive, you were going to taste the blood? Yeah. Okay, and you can tell <laughs> what race the person is from tasting their blood? I can tell beef from pork from chicken, so... <laughs> okay. Logical. Cool. Okay, so um, you taste this, and uh, it, it's very sort of uh, salty, you can pick up from your experience that this guy was most likely a water genasi and and that's what you got is that what he appeared to be uh well no one has seen him <laughs> or heard his race described or anything yet so okay um you can't really match that up to anything yeah we don't know nothing about him yet we gotta go up and poke the body I lift my fingers to my lips and I go, Mwah, delicious, like the ocean. <laughs> Fish are my favorite. <laughs> Beans, you asked for this because if I'm scary, I'm scary, right? So, Well, you know, you're going to be scary whatever you do, so. I'm leaning into it. If you're going to be like yeah. that, I'll lean to it. <laughs> so, okay, well, so, I mean, it um, does make sense because it turns out that the chicken blood she's been drinking at the uh, the tavern has been provided by Dr. Dr. Uh, Credit anyway. So, I mean, she's just been drinking uh, <laughs> leftovers. <laughs> so the people, you keep mentioning there's four people, and I'm afraid I've been um, recovering from my tooth extraction. So these four people are Shagan, Zemar, who's deceased, Navar, and then... Navara. Navara, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, and- Valeran, who is a, a triton female who's kind of captain. Captain V. Do any of them have alibis for the other when... Oh, we, we, we haven't uh, talked yet. That's, ah. that's, that's on the list of things to do. We're at the very beginning stages of this investigation. All right. Yeah, we're going to go check, check out the body next, aren't we? Yeah, you want to go poke a body? Yeah. I mean, I, I always like to go poke bodies, but uh, we have the body poking <laughs> stick. <laughs> oh, I have lots of body poking sticks. I have a whole kit right here just for poking dead bodies. Okay. Well, let's go. Let's go poke the body. Yeah. Okay. So you guys want to go poke the body, which is up in the I barracks. I need so to right? do an autopsy, autopsy, <laughs> autopsy. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're going to head upstairs to the barracks where Valerian said to go where the yeah. body was okay cool 
So you head up the stairs, um, you get to the barracks, and um, there is, just to be clear, there are two floors for crew quarters above you. So three and four are crew quarters, and the barracks is more like a showering, bathroom, um, changing area kind of a place. Body storage. Yeah, yeah. body storage, exactly. So That's where the drains are. Yeah, exactly. They call it the corpse hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do now so anyway. You, you know, yeah. corpse hole. So you get there and Valerian says, welcome to the corpse hole. I mean, <laughs> the barracks. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> so she uh, points over to um, in the shower room, which is a tile-like floor. Uh, there is a body bag. Uh, so it's a black body bag with like a zip. Um just lying on the floor there I, and she ah. says I, I warn you the damage was extensive oh that's okay I've seen worse I'm sure you might not want to be in here for this next part though I, I think you're right I'll 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 go up to operations and see which planet we're headed to next uh, thank you and she leaves and goes upstairs Dr. Crud will walk over and grab the uh, body bag, open it up, pull the body out. Is it clothed? Well, so is it you're whole? already sort of running it's into a question. little bit of an issue here. <laughs> is it a mush so pile? Let's let's go back to you open the body bag. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. You open the body bag and um, yeah, it's the damage is extensive. He was basically from the neck down completely sort of flattened. Um, so he's like a pulp of a, of a body just sort of, um, lying in, in that, in that bag. So, I mean, you can pull him out, but some things will come out and some things won't. Can I taste the blood? Yeah, you can. Thanks. Okay. Does it match? Uh, it does match. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Crud will still dump the body out. Okay, so you dump all the contents of the bag. Like you just a, lift it like end first. You're just like like emptying a sleeping like, bag. You're like, like, like a Ziploc bag full of leftover spaghetti. Yeah, it goes, <laughs> it goes plop onto <laughs> the tile floor. And any any clothing, I will hand over to uh, to Beans for his examination. And then Doctor Crane will get out his tools and perform a cookie surgery. Which is his autopsy skill. Uh-oh. No. Cookie surgery. Yeah. A, cookie surgery. A, cookie, a cookie monster act to me. <laughs> <laughs> Remove the cookie monster from the corpse pile. Yeah. I do surgery. <laughs> Mechanically, it will allow me to examine a body, noting recent damage. Well, that you've already said that. Uh, any disease or infections in their system. And I can also do an organ harvest, so I'm going to be taking son of a. I'll I'll be crud. Okay. <laughs> you roll I'm just a gonna... d4 for the number <laughs> yeah. of organs you harvest, <laughs> and you take the brain and one eye. That's my bet yeah. for what he's going to do. Uh-huh. Olive, what can you make from like a mushy corpse? You're lizard folk. You there's, can do that stuff. There's probably a lot of bone fragments and things, things that you can 
Uh, shield, club, javelin, darts, slash needles. Hmm. Probably shield you can make because darts. the skin is still here, right? Oh, I guess if you're going to, yeah, take the skin and... Yeah. Yeah, that would work. Like a, a boneless... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm just saying you can. I'm not saying you should. I'm, <laughs> well, um, you know, I'm, I'm not it's... an expert at, you know... Um, Officially, like, uh, <laughs> communication. This isn't a beast, so I can't. I, it's I'm not oh. allowed to do this to people. Oh, Those are folk have boundaries. Beans. I see. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. You, I, I'm just saying you could. But I'm can't. just you know. It's a person. I literally can't. I'm yeah, not a I think, person. I mean, can beans. you tell at this point? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the difference between piles of mush? The head. I can tell. Oh, and I can the taste head. it. Hey. <laughs> it's, like, tr- it's like, I'm not going to make a shield of the body. I've, I've got boundaries. Trust me, I've tasted the blood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but once again, I'm not saying you should. I'm fairly confident that making a, like, a shield out of their former crewmate and one of them's former lover is probably not the best way to make friends. No. Yeah. No. She'll be like, why do you have a blue shield <laughs> why does it have a tattoo the same as my no that's lovers awful with my name on it <laughs> i don't like it no dislike like we made it in your honor you yeah. go. he would have wanted here, you to have here it you are now he can always be with you yeah. to protect you <laughs> some people do that in real life with like the pillows made out of their old shirts and like the diamonds made out of their bodies yeah that's too sad <laughs> i don't i don't really I mean, I, I get it. Like, I understand it. But that just seems too sad. However, making a to... shield out of their corpse, fine. Fine. That that's would fine. Be that's, really that's, that's lighthearted, isn't it? It's fun. It's not an option for me. You, I can if they were can a use it. monstrosity or a plant. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, they, they might have been a monster. We don't know yet. Hmm. Uh, all right, so what I was trying to say before I got so brutally disconnected <laughs> is cookie surgery. Cookie it it uh, <laughs> allows me to perform an examination noting recent damage, which you've already described in beautiful detail. Thank you. Uh, any disease or infections in their system. And then I will also be using organ harvest to harvest uh, a D4 of organs. A D4 of organs, okay. So, uh, yeah, Dr. Crud's going to get out of all his instrumentation and start doing his, uh, his autopsy, and you just hear him sing, Ka-ka-ka-chip, let's see what's inside. <laughs> Blood and guts and squishy stuff, tell me how you died. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a really good song. <laughs> Is that on Spotify? It will be soon. Uh, my new <laughs> album. We can make it on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Sounds of fire breathing kittens featuring all your favorite nightmare hits. If you want that as your ringtone, just leave a comment, a five star review, yeah. and let me know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, well, I'm going to harvest the organs real quick, and I get four organs. Okay. And uh, yeah, is there anything more information from this body that we can be gleaned from? Uh, the, uh, from the autopsy. From the autopsy. And, and keep so, in mind the song. 
the song. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that really bumped you up a couple of points. So uh, the, uh, in fact, take inspiration for that because it's just a wonderful <laughs> song. Um, so yeah, the uh, you're examining the body, and as, as I've sort of said, you know, the everything from the neck down has been sort of completely crushed. Um, so any organs that you want to harvest are, are going to have to be head based. They're, they're, they're <laughs> at the moment. Uh, yeah. Um, but so as his you... brain, nasal passages, his eardrums, and uh, his tongue. Because the tongue his... is an organ. His brain, his nasal passages, his eardrums, and his tongue. You're just taking like the, <laughs> the weirdest you, wait, things to take. How do you harvest take. a cavity? Yeah, how do you harvest a hole? A spoon. <laughs> Scoop take, it out. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Sinuses. The sinuses. Sinuses. Okay, yeah, cool. they're like holes. How do you... <laughs> Sin- well, thinking sinuses too, are... You're putting too much thought into things, it. Right? <laughs> hey, hey, who's the doxa here, hey? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the membranes. I'm not his, a doctor, yeah. but I play one on the podcast, so it's <laughs> Dr. Crud. <laughs> Harvesting sinuses. <laughs> so, um, so you're examining the. You're mostly. You, you sort of do this very detailed inspection of the bloody mess that is his body, and realize like, yes, it's true. He was crushed to death, <laughs> and and then, but then you look up uh, at his head, and you're examining his head, and you're you're pulling out organs and stuff, and you notice um, at the base of his head, uh, at the base of his skull. There's significant trauma there, which um, seems out of line with the the rest of the diagnosis, which is that he was sort of crushed from the neck down. This this trauma to the back of his skull is um, separate. Uh, so you you that's that's a indication that something else happened. Besides him just getting crushed to death. Well, guys, this was murder. What makes you say that? Oh, because somebody bashed his brains in. See? Well, I mean, what what, did, what does the, the injury look like? Is it like a, a, a blunt force trauma? Is it a stabbing thing? Is it a bite mark? You know. Dr. Crud removes the head and shows it to uh, Beans. It's blunt force trauma. <laughs> yeah, it's blunt force trauma. Yeah. Go okay. ahead. Okay, I trust you. I did say bashed his brains in. Well, you know, you know. <laughs> I didn't say stabbed his brains I've out. Got, <laughs> hey, I've got to fill in the form, okay? Like, you, someone's got to do the paperwork on this. And that's why you're the lawyer. Dun, dun, dun. Sorry, that was way too late. <laughs> I should have done it after you said he was murdered. <laughs> I was waiting for it, but nobody wanted to do it, so. It's okay, there's space okay. lag, it happens. Okay, <laughs> we're going to take a break. This concludes part one of, uh, of the story. Uh, so we'll take a short break and we'll come right back. Joining us this time were Beans. Um... It's murder, and we're in a spaceship, and um, I'm not sure that it was actually Tuna. Help! Oh. <laughs> Dr. Crud the Third. Cut, 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 yep. Let's see what's inside. <laughs> Blood on guts and squishy stuff. Tell me how you died. And Olive. Water genasi is delicious. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everyone. See you in a minute. Bye. 
We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love, so go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the Fire Breathing Kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome back to the Fire Breathing Kittens. Today, we are joined by Dr. Crud III. Howdy. Olive. Hey. And Beans. There's been a murder. <laughs> okay, so if everybody could roll me a d20, please. Uh, except for the tooth extracted, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, yeah, you, you do not it. A good we'll see what happens. You, you we'll can see what do happens. what you've been there with. <laughs> yeah. How did the tooth extraction go? You know, it's like, it's like I came to Crud, I wanted a tooth extraction. He said, yeah, sure, I'll do it for a thousand gold per tooth. And you were like, go Come on, Crud, we're friends. And it's like, hey, hey, that is my friend's rates. And if you want to support my business, then you'll pay full price because we're friends. And you're like, fair enough. And then I woke up in space. Well, I would like <laughs> and to And then you woke up in space. Well, I would love to say yes. And it's a free clinic, though. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That, that's been well established. So. I'm really wealthy. I think I would donate to the free clinic. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's, te it's it's technically a free clinic, but they you know advise donations. <laughs> right, yeah, like a tip jar, and then I put like a thousand gold in it. Yeah, yeah, you have like a, a like a minimum tip. Oh, like, you need your gallbladder removed. That will be a thousand yeah. gold donation. Yeah, it, it's it's free to go in. They fix your problem. They steal an organ, and then you have to ransom it back. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't, they take you to space. <laughs> yeah. How do you think you got so good at removing organs? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so what do we got? Who's got numbers for me? Oh. Oh, I rolled a 17. I rolled a 9. Okay. Uh-oh. Olive is... Olive sit Olive's, Olive's sitting this one out. <laughs> she, she's refusing okay. to roll. Nah. All right. Um, Dr. Crud, could you please regale us with what happened in the first half? Well, I could. Well, uh, so there was a gnome. He put a job on the board, and then he stood next to it like an idiot. Instead of saying, hey, we want to give you guys a job. So there's that. Beans was by the fire. I was at the bar playing with Jenny and drinking a pint. 
And then uh, we talked to the gnome. He said, hey, protect me. I'm this awesome astronomer or <laughs> whatever he was, uh, atheist. Uh, Auctioneer. Yeah, he was something <laughs> that he was supposedly very, very awesome at, apparently. And then we said, okay, uh, I, I, we got three. Of, you want three adventures? We have three adventures. There's me, there's Beans, and there's Jenny. And he said, you got to pay us 15K each. I was like, you know what? Let's do this. Uh, so we went into the, my carriage and, uh, we went over to this pyramid thing. It took about three or four hours and, uh, we drove the carriage into the pyramid. I said, are you okay with this? Is this going to be okay? He said, yeah, I got gnome insurance. Don't we even worry about it. And so we went through there. We parked it inside. Uh, we found these glyphs and it was a puzzle and beans, uh, was making scratch scratches and hit the right buttons. And then we got beamed up into a spaceship. Uh, we were looking out the window, and then there was this awesome uh, outside shot of our faces in the window going, what the hell? And then uh, we uh, we saw an orc when we were sitting in, in there. Oh, and, and we found out that the, uh, the other guy is, uh, is really crap at his job because we had to do all the puzzle figuring it outing, and he just stood there with his thumb up his ass. And then... And then, I'm sorry, I'm getting echoes <laughs> from the hallway, and it's a little distracting. <laughs> it must have been that orc that I was about to talk to you about. He, uh, yeah, he's repeating everything you say behind your back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we beamed in. He saw us, said, oh, crap, we got four more. And... Uh, he disappeared. That's when we looked out the window, discovered we were in space. And then, uh, he came out, grabbed us. We went and saw the, uh, the captain, the cleric, and the, uh, found out that there was murder most foul, but they're trying to play it off as like an accident. And, uh, I gave this, I gave, uh, Navara a huge hug because, uh, it was her bow that got, uh, taken out. And then, I remembered that Olive was in the uh, the carriage, so we went and collected her. Because, <laughs> you know, she had to have uh, four extra teeth uh, extracted because she keeps growing them. Beans thought that she was just jam- stealing teeth from people and jamming it into her mouth, but she assured us that that was not the case. And Yeah, anything Beans says about me, just don't believe. <laughs> well, I mean, once he put on those eyes, you got to believe anything he says. Ah, uh, the cute kitty yep. eyes. It's true. Oh, no, don't make the face. No. <laughs> <laughs> to the audience, he's oh making big kitty cat eyes, putting his arms out there and grooming himself. Um, if you've seen the Shrek movie, you've seen the face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then what we did after that was uh, my internet dropped out during the discussion. <laughs> and then we uh, did some investigation and found out that... Uh, well, really nothing in the cargo bay other than uh, Olive's like, yep, that's blood and it tastes really good. And then <laughs> we went and looked at... Water Genasi. <laughs> then we went up and looked at the body. Uh, we dumped it out of the body bag. It was in a pretty poor condition. I then did my autopsy and sang my song and uh, got some good information that he was murdered. He was struck in the back of the head over and over and over until he was dead. 
So it seems like the squishiness was just uh, cover up the cover up the murder. And then my internet dropped out again. And I edit all of that out. <laughs> well, now you can't. <laughs> and then we came when I came back, we decided we were going to do the break. Excellent. Okay, so yeah, you guys are you you are standing over the remains of Zamar, the victim in this either freak accident or suspicious murder. Um, you've murder. discovered that that yeah, he's most likely been murdered due to blunt force trauma to the back of the head. Um, what do you want to do now? Well, the only part of this body that is really the best part of the evidence is a head, so I'm pocketing that. You're going to put the whole head in your pocket? Oh, it's I guess in you there. have a big pocket, don't you? Yeah. Oh, I got lots of big pockets, and I got my medical yeah. bag. I can put it in there. I have a hole There's, that I can put it in as well. So I mean, like I got eight heads in this pocket. Shh, <laughs> don't gonna, tell nobody that. Just going into your, into nobody your needs pocket. to know that. <laughs> okay. I saw interviews. Yeah. Uh, actually, we haven't. Uh, I haven't checked the the clothes yet. So I want to. Oh yeah, like, yeah, 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 Through yeah. the pockets, uh, see if there's um, any like notes or diary entries or. Um, like a key card or, you know, those sorts of things, anything, anything of interest or like maybe a, a, like a, a blackmail note or something or like a note that says, hey, meet me over in the cargo bay. I've got something to show you or like a data pad or, you know, something suitably anachronistic. Like a confession letter from the killer. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. Can we have one of those? <laughs> okay. So you're investigating the the clothing. Yes. Yeah, why don't we do an investigation check there? Gladly. Oh, uh, that is a... Oops, there it is. Uh, 23. 17 plus 6. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you do find something. You find a... Um, basically, like, if we were looking at it, we would call it, like, a key card. Um, it's about the size of, like, a playing card. It is metallic. And, uh, yeah, it's just sort of like a... Yeah, well, looks like a credit card. Okay, are there, are there any like markings on it? Is it like labeled as a you know card uh, for storage, yeah. baby? <laughs> there's definitely markings on it, but you can't really make them out. Um, they're just sort of uh, like the glyphs, um, but they're more complicated. You can't recognize them. It's just numbers. They're uh, a bunch of symbols that are just too difficult to decipher. Okay, crowds. I found the. Like a, a, a card, I think it, I don't know, it's a, it's a thing, I don't understand it. Maybe it's his room key. Ooh, maybe. Maybe we should go investigate the room. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. Hey, Olive, Let's did... go do that before we talk to anyone. Uh, Olive, did yeah. you want to have some more of this blood before we go? If I do, Beans is just going to be even more scared of me than he already is, so I'll pass. I don't think that's possible. Why are you so afraid of me? <laughs> I know a lot of cats that you've eaten. He's been to a lot of cat funerals lately. Well, I've, I'm proud to tell you I've switched from eating stray cats to eating stray dogs. Okay, that's better. Because stray dog packs kill people, and it's better for saving lives. Now, instead of saving bird lives, I'm saving 
less water genasi lives than I did today. But um, <laughs> some. And as we know, dogs have no souls, so it's okay. So it's okay to kill them. <laughs> yeah. They're just inhabited by demons anyway. Uh-huh. Oh. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, I know I hate stray dogs now, so you have no reason to fear me. Is there, like, a dog person race? Like a tabaxi There's race? There's not. Is there not? That's why it's safe. Oh, wow. Yes, that's why I've switched. Okay, interesting. <laughs> I didn't run out of cats. It's because of that. <laughs> Surprised no one's jumped on no that gun. Cats. Like, seriously. That would be great. Uh, now I want to make a dog person. <laughs> I mean, okay. you do kind of technically have werewolves. Yeah, which you could it's say not the dog. same though. I want like a like a Yorkshire Terrier. I want like a, like a guy with like a mustache and uh, you know dog ears and everything. Anyway, go ahead, do do what you're gonna do. I think there's a reason these things don't exist. <laughs> shall, shall we start interviewing people? Um, I think we should maybe go over and investigate this guy's room first. So just we can so we yeah. can have all the facts available and like you know do a whole phoenix right like objection if they say <laughs> something that doesn't add up. All right, uh, Doctor Crane will walk over to the communications panel, hit the button. Which which room was this guy in? What was his stateroom uh, number? Uh, so Valerian answers. Uh, she says, "Oh, if you just if you just come up to deck three, um, I, I can show you Zamar's Zamar's room." All right, thank you. Bye-bye. I'd like to test something. Um, so I'm not saying this in character. I'm saying this as a player. I'm going to start to walk the wrong way, and I'd like you all to follow me, and I'd like to see if Valerian corrects me. Okay. To test to see if she can see us. So I start to walk not that way. Happily. For like ten minutes. <laughs> For ten minutes. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, sure. all right, we'll go down to the engine room then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Does she correct me? Uh, no. Okay. All you, right. you... We make it to the bottom and then I go back up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. On the go. way, you, you, you see you see Shagan, who was in the mess hall, and he's just eating like a bowl of something, and he just like waves at you confusedly. Hey, hey party boy. Rock on, buddy. <laughs> We're going to have some questions for you later, all right? Cool. Nice. So Valerian can't see, then. That's an interesting clue. Okay, all right. To the room. Sorry for distracting everybody. <laughs> well, I'm sure her okay. eyes work. <laughs> well, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there were cameras, they might have captured the death. Mm. That's all. Oh, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, yeah. So you get up to deck three. Um, Valerian is standing there, and she says, "Like it took you quite some time to get here from the the barracks." Yeah, well, you, we got we got a little turned around. I mean, it's still a new ship to us. You gotta give us a little bit of uh, you know, time. Just give. That's what happened. Okay, stop, stop with it. Uh, we're yeah, cross-examining you, uh, damn it, not us. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I've, we've only got little legs. It's, you know, it happens. Fair enough. I understand this is a strange new experience for you. Um, did you want to see Zaymar's room? Yeah. Okay. And she um, presses a, a pad and it opens the door to his room. Oh, you mean you didn't um, need this key card? Not for that. What's a two then? Well, maybe you should investigate his room. I'm asking her. 
Oh, you're character asking character voice. Okay. Character She's... voice. Non-character oh, okay. voice. Character <laughs> <Sorry>. voice. <laughs> So uh, she says, um, uh, this, uh, oh no, is there a wedding? <laughs> he, left his, he left his radio on. <laughs> don't worry, it's fine. I've turned that uh, radio off, don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> so uh, she says, um, oh, this is the, um, the, the key card to his, uh, his, we, we've been calling it a tablet, it's, it's it's like a a stone tablet, but but made of metal, um, and it has an, a screen on it that you interact with. Um, it's part of this culture's advanced technology. Um, you use this in order to unlock it. It's it's for personal information, ship's log, um, that that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right, we're going inside now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to do an investigation? Yeah. Sorry, I'm not being more creative with the roles that I'm asking you to do, but oh, it's fine. This, is, this is a murder mystery. So is yeah. it the, the very definition of a, of an investigation. Yeah. It's a 21 investigation for me. Um, six. Okay. Uh, 25 for beans. I got, I, I've rolled a 19. Okay. Um, so Beans and Dr. Crud, could you just specify what you're looking for? Oh, I got the key card, so I'm looking for that pad. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Beans will be looking for um, any, like, uh, correspondence or, um, you know, personal um, bits and bobs, you know, because if uh, he was, you know, in a relationship with... Navara, they'd probably have some sort of like letterage around. Maybe there's he keeps any blackmail notes or you know, um, <laughs> like notes slipped under the door in the dead of night. Maybe in the same place, or maybe like a, maybe there's a, like a, a little box with all his um, like paper paper notes if they have paper over there. Who knows? But mm-hmm. you know, any any you know, have a have an investigate, see what's what. Okay. And Olive is perusing the bookshelf to learn what this person was like. When they were alive, what were their hopes and dreams? Did they read horror or fantasy? Maybe some romance manga? <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe, so... maybe some ebooks available from the Five Breathing Kittens. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> and then How's Aaron burst in and killed everyone. <laughs> Hi. Hello. How you doing? Hey. No. He can't hear us, can he? No, he can't. No headphones. Do you want a headphone? No. You should. You should. Ju- Aaron. Aaron can just jump in. He yeah. doesn't want to listen to our crap. Aaron followed us and and has got transported well, no, up no, to. Aaron, Aaron is actually Valerian. It just like take takes a wig off and go. Ha! It was yeah. me all along. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Already a Triton. Okay. All right. So what did we find? Are you going to hook him up? We've got a live studio audience, people. We're in a murder mystery. You're in a murder mystery. Yeah. Here you go. How am I, how you am have I, to sit like really close to me. How am I being inserted into this? Um, as we open the bedroom, we find uh, sleeping on the bed, Aaron. He really gets around. And... <laughs> <laughs> we, we we could work this in. <laughs> I mean, he he could be like the voice of like Zaymar if there are any like um like uh, voice notes or anything. <laughs> okay. 
Just tell him what Here. to say. Let's, uh, let's... Oh, um, so we, I, I lift, I pull back the covers of the bed, uh, to look for books hidden under the covers, and, um, I find Aaron. Hi! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Plot twist, okay. Throw everything oh, nobody... out. It was Aaron. Oh, oh who... Nobody wake you, him. <laughs> you are not who I went to bed with. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. It's Olive. Um, I, I hate to break it to you. So you went to bed with the murder victim. So you are now the number one uh, subject in our murder investigation. It's okay. I've, I've solved Wait, I've solved it. It I was mean, Aaron. It was Aaron. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get that. I definitely... That sounds like me. But I don't think I killed anyone. I, I might have been a little aggressive with him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so, I'm sure you just came up here to meet Zaymar, and you never got a chance to see him, right? I don't know the guy's name. Oh, <laughs> it was one of those... Um, what did he look like? He was a water genasi. <laughs> oh, no, not not who was in this bed, no. <laughs> oh, okay. it was just a convenient bed? Uh, yeah, this bed just happened. I, I, I don't know, I met a cute tabaxi. He brought me back here last night. We were drinking. It was It was a thing. Beans? You wanna? Hey, hey! I was with you. You, you, you wanna? Uh, you got something? You to, know I don't drink. To confess, beans. You know I don't drink. <laughs> well, when you're really drunk and stumbling around, you can end up anywhere. Mm-hmm. True. So where's the tabaxi? Now we have two missing people. Yeah, we have a missing no. tabaxi. <laughs> we have a murder victim. Um, <laughs> Officially, he stumbled onto the ship after the drunken night. We're on a ship. Yeah, we're on a ship in space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so just throwing a, a, a wrench in the works here, <laughs> but we can make it work. Okay, all right. Um, I'm in space. I've never, I've never left the planet before. Yeah, me neither. We're looking around this room for clues, so I guess we'll just um, see what we find here. Yeah. Beans, what do you got over there? So oh. yeah, Beans, Beans was looking yeah, around for. Got? trinkets or something that would indicate sort of the nature of the relationship between Zaymar and Navara. Um, I mean, I don't think do... I need it now. I think I've solved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you find, you do find something. You find uh, like a box um, that you open up and inside the box is um, sheet music. It's a love song. It's called Navara. And uh, I, I'm, I don't have lyrics or anything written out, but it's a really nice um, song. Uh, it's very lovely and heartfelt. Um, also within the box, you see sort of two matching rings and inscribed on one, it says Zamar, and inscribed on the other, it says Navara. Oh. Yeah. He's dead. He's dead, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Dr. Crud, you find between the the um, the sort of the bed frame and the mattress, you find the tablet. Aaron, get your ass off of this thing. <laughs> All right, I'm moving. I'm moving. So you can look at the tablet in a second. Uh, and then, um, Olive, you, you found Aaron, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and you found just like... Um, uh, a, a copy of of an old book called um, the the life and death of the universe uh, the, of the universe according to uh, John 
Doug, Dougie Patrick, who you know is a f- famous singer, uh, songwriter. So he was really into that uh, speculative fiction genre? Uh, yeah, yes. Or is it like a like an autobiography? Uh, ah. It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. It's okay, an so exaggerated it's a- autobiography of uh, Dougie. What did I say his name was? Dougie Patrick. Dougie Patrick, yeah. So, um, yeah, Dr. Crud, do you want to investigate the tablet? Stardate 245.32. I've been on this boat for quite a long time now. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, All right, well, good luck, guys. I'm going to go explore a spaceship. Oh, cool. <laughs> Have fun. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> uh, Bye. I still say he did it. I still say. I, I think he did it. Yeah. It all adds up. It all, yeah. When you really think about it. Um, so, what do you? How um, do you want to do hey, this? Hey, hey, no, I want, I want to, I want to put forward my, forward my case for Aaron doing it. Hmm. Okay. Okay. He was here he, before um, us. He's he off does... exploring the spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> so we're safe. But he he turned up before us, so he's within the time frame of the murder. He was like sleeping in his bed. Say he did. I mean, he didn't know the guy's name, but yeah, he's very much a jealous sort. So he, if he, you know, if he turns up, meets this guy, he's like, "Hey, you know, you seem cool. Let's let's go do stuff." He's Aaron like, loves no, thanks, the water. But, he's a water genasi. Yeah, he, he, you know, and like Zaymar's like, "No thanks. I'm 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 gonna get in- engaged." Aaron's like, "Oh, fine." Goes goes off like on in a sulk, um, like forges a note from. Like Navara is like, hey, come, come, meet me down in the cargo bay. Blah 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 blah. Like, like, tricks him down there, beats him over the head with whatever, like a pipe or something. Then uses his like magic to like shift a container onto him just to you know smush him in like a fit of jealous rage. Goes back to sleep because that's the sort of thing you do. And here we are. Oh my god. Well done. You did it. <laughs> so I agree. Aaron with the lead piping in the in the uh yeah. cargo Actually, bay. While we're, what, yeah, while we're here, can we check his fingerprints? <laughs> <laughs> so um, here, let's get back to Dr. Actually, Crud. It's okay. Ma- magic doesn't have <laughs> fingerprints. We don't need that one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Crud, you notice that there's a, um, uh, a, a swipey bit on the side of the tablet. He swipes it. Okay, so what comes up is a series of um, little squares, which you can see uh, are within the frame of each of the squares is a water genasi with white hair and um, sort of yellow tinted sunglasses. And, uh, you know, he's mid 20s, um, thin, good looking, you know, um, so if you do you just, I, I'm just going to say rather than like going through each one, let's say you just sort of like pick like the first one and then, you know, one in the middle and sort of one near the end to sort of get a grasp of this guy's story. Well, you'd want to pick every single one. You could just give a, well, give, sure. hey, you could just give me a uh, synopsis. So he's been here for years and he's taken videos of himself doing a personal log for years. Um, you know, not consistently, but 
you know, enough that there's there's just so many you don't want to go through them all. So you, you pick the first one and he is talking into the camera and he says, I'm stuck here. I I didn't I, I didn't want to be stuck here by myself with one other person with with this this lady Valerian. She seems nice enough, but. I had a life back home and now I can't get there and I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how I'm going to survive this. And then that like cuts off. And then if you press like another one, he's like, uh, he's talking to the camera. He says, I've been here for a year now and there's no sign there's no clue. There's no indication of how I'm going to get home. It's still just me and Valerian, and we're she. She's great, and we've become good friends. But I need other people. I need more than just to be surrounded by metal all the time. And then, like, he cuts to another video, and uh, he says, uh, I, "I'm really excited about this." There's um, a new person here. Her name's Navara. Uh, she she came here last week, and things were rocky at the start, but I think we've really bonded. And then, like, he cuts to like another video, and he says, uh, "We're celebrating our two year anniversary. Me and Navara. We're um, we've been together for a while now, and you know, it's it's pretty serious. I just I just wish I could take her home. I, I wish we could all go home." And then it cuts to sort of the latest video. And uh, he sort of looks more disheveled now. He doesn't have his cool sunglasses on. Um, He looks sort of sleep deprived and sort of thinner and more gaunt than he was before. Um, And he says, I figured it out. The people who built this ship, they were going extinct. They figured out a way to repopulate their race. All we have to do is set that plan in motion and then the doors will open again and we can go home. That's all we have to do. We just have to figure out how to repopulate, how to, how to turn this plan on. I have to find the, the switch, the button, whatever it is, and then the door will open and we'll be able to go home. We have to get this done. I, I, I have to figure it out. I have to get us home. And that's the end. Valerian? You gotta push the button. Yes. Yeah. I'm not pushing the button. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, there's no way in hell we would have let her in the, into the, you know, investigation room. She's just probably just waiting outside. Right. I would yeah. like to know if we're being observed. Valerian? Still, you gotta push the button. I'm not pushing the button. <laughs> Do I get a response? No. Okay. All right. So I... For as much privacy as we can possibly have on this ship, we have it here in this room, assuming... I mean, she, she could have just I mean, not answered. It's... I know, I know, but... Uh, you could pretend to press the button and do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will pretend to press the button. Oh, you whispered that into my ear, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Okay, and I pretend to press the button and I say, Valerian! No, just kidding. It doesn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good test, Beans. Very smart. Well, that that was Beans's player, but yeah, you know, he's like, 
he he would have been like, "You could ju- how about you just pretend to press the button?" Like, uh, so you know, if if it being watched, it looks like we pressed the button, but so smart. Okay, all right. Well then, um, hey guys, that was some really sad videos. <laughs> like, thanks for showing me that, Doctor Crud. Credit to Cruds. He managed to like get to the you know the important stuff really quickly. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good yeah, like he that. Did. Yeah, you got depression, we got happiness, and then we got depression again. Yep, there's only two uh, emotions anyway, so it's those two. So the doors will open if we figure out how to turn this repopulation plan on and repopulate the race. So was Valerian here before or after Zamar? Uh, before. before. I kind of missed that part. They were both there yeah. at the same time. But Valerian, Valerian was the first person to be transported to the ship. And oh, Zaymar okay. came later. Ah. Uh, All right. I thought they uh, all got transported at the same time. They were together. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, they were. They, yeah, she, Zaymar was there for a while before. Um, no, sorry. Valerian was there for a while before Zaymar got there. She's. And Valerian's the captain, and Valerian's got a pretty sweet gig here. Valerian might not want to go home and might have killed Zaymar because he found out how to go home. Uh. And Shagan, he's just a party boy. He doesn't give a crap. Yeah. So our two top suspects are Aaron and Valerian, who are both <laughs> Tritons. They're in it together. And their names rhyme. True. Oh, yeah. my Lord. We have a conspiracy of the Triton kind. <laughs> I'm looking around my room to see if there are any sunglasses because I want to take them off dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> oh here I, I don't think so I, I, I got you beans and just go oh my god oh my god <laughs> we blown this god. thing wide open I blew this thing wide open <laughs> for anybody who didn't get that he did put on sunglasses and he did take them off dramatically alright so you want to go talk to her I- uh, talk to the murderer oh um- do we? Dr. Crud pushes the button. Valerian, can you join us, please? Uh, uh, on, honestly, yes. Crud, I, I think we should search her place first. So maybe um, get dis- like distract her. It can't be far. <laughs> we send Aaron off to distract Valerian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Valerian, Aaron wants you down in the... Uh, he, he wants to make you a sandwich down in the uh, galley. Oh, uh, okay. We heard you two um, had a thing, so go on. Have some fun, kid. And which room is yours? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, it's, it's, the, it's on this deck. It's, it's just across from, from Zaymar's. All right, we just want to make sure we don't go in there. We, we want to look at uh, Shegan's, because he's our main suspect. Oh, well, feel free to search my room. Uh, I don't mind. If, if, if you would like to search anyone else's quarters, though, I will have to get permission from, from them. All right. Well, you okay, heard who, who we wanted, who our main suspect is. So, Shagan. So, I, I'm sorry. What do you want to do? You I'm, want to investigate? You want to look at Shagan's room? Just go have your bread, your 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 sandwich. Yeah, okay. he's waiting for you on the galley floor, okay. level six. Okay, I I'll I'll leave you to it then. And I he go, she goes down to the galley. Have we been in level two, guys? You haven't been in operations yet. Yeah, 
So if you had a bunch of uh, eggs, fertilized eggs, where would you put them? What do you guys think? Uh, kitchen. Kitchen. Yeah, caviar. <laughs> it could be the cargo and it could be the operations. What do you guys think? We've got flight, operations, crew, crew, barracks, slash body disposal showers, galley, metal transport room, cargo, engineering, water, and reactor. Mm-hmm. Which one holds the eggs? Well, uh, Olive, how about, how about if you want to go and investigate that? It'd be fine. There are like three other people on the ship. You can take care of yourself. You got teeth. Beans is trying to kill Olive. You have 80 teeth. No, only, You'll be no, fine. Only, like, you've only got one person potentially to fight off. It'll be fine. Okay. Just like, because then I can investigate, um, what's her name's room? Valerian's. I can investigate her room, because uh, I'm currently working on a motive. Because you really need to nail down these investigations. <laughs> okay, we split up. Maybe there's a murder weapon in there. You never know. Yeah, something so, bashed yeah, in we, the back we, of... Yeah, we've got to start, start find something to tie whichever murderer it is to the scene of a crime. That's always a good way of doing things. So if you want to go and investigate this whole, you know, repopulating the universe with a, an ancient, you know, spacefaring people, then you go do that bit and I'm going to go um, root around in someone's drawers. <laughs> Literally, we split up. <laughs> okay. It's fine. There are no, no monsters that we know of. Uh-huh. Okay, so, um... Dr. Crud the Third Crud, what do you want to do? with beans. So, Aaron, Aaron is distracting the murderer, and Olive goes all alone mm-hmm. to floor two. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Crud's going to so, check out Shagan's room, just be, you know... That's a good idea. He's not out of the woods yet. He might be a party boy, but still, party boys can get rowdy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay, so, let's see. So, Olive, you're going, I'm sorry, you're going to operations, deck two? Yes. Okay. So, let's follow Olive first, I guess. Yeah, Olive, you make your way up. You were on deck three. Now you're on deck two. You're in a floor. The room is a little bit smaller than the other rooms. Um, It's full of chairs that have control panels sort of attached to them. There's a lot of buttons and switches and holograms and things like that sort of floating around. Um, um, so yeah, that, that's what you're you're seeing on the operations. I'm specifically looking for missing square footage. Like, if these rooms are all in the same cylinder of a rocket, then they should all have the same exterior walls. Right. Uh, yeah. So this room. So from what you've seen from the diagram, from the hologram, and actually, let's say that there's a hologram of the ship sort of floating around here in operations, everything seems consistent from where you're standing right now. Like, there doesn't seem to be any sort of hidden room on deck two. Okay. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. uh, Yeah, so let's go down to Beans. And Beans, you're going through the drawers in... Um, uh, Valerians, Valerians. yeah. Well, not just okay. the drawers, kind of everyone. Um, a looking for uh, once again any like um, personal like correspondence, maybe some what some of those blackmail notes. I'm always searching for, um, mm-hmm. and then ho- maybe 
a murder weapon or something that could be um, put her at the scene of the crime or at least compared to the the uh, the wound on the back of um, Zaymar's head, which uh, Crud still has in her pocket. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So you would want to do an investigation check to look for those things? Probably, yeah. Um, that would be an unnatural 20. Oh, okay. Um, you are searching around for uh, all of these things, any sort of um, hint of, of something. Suspicious items. What you find is a very tidy room. It smells pleasant. Um, everything is sort of neat and clean. The personal items that you do find are what appear to be sort of trinkets or souvenirs from alien planets that um, the ship has visited along its sort of automatic path. So there's like little sort of trees and cups. Um, There's like, you know, beautiful looking gems and stones and things like that. Um, But you don't you don't see anything that would be like big enough to hurt anybody with. Um, and there's no sort of writings or, or notes or anything. Wow, this person is the most boring I've ever, like, rifled through the personal possessions of. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, universe, nothing to see in here. <laughs> okay, and then we'll go to um, Dr. Crud in the Shagans room? Yes, the Shagans lair. So you're, are you looking for similar sort of things? Mm-hmm. I also want to make sure I swipe his pad. That way you can try to hack into it or maybe swipe his card off of him later so I can get access to it. Oh, okay. So you're going to use the, the key card that you have and use that on Shagan's pad if you find it. Try to. And if not, then I'll just okay. try to steal his key card later. Okay, gotcha. So why don't you do an investigation check? You can use your nose, or no, that's perception, isn't it, for your nose? Is that? There was rules for it, and I don't see that right now, so I'm going to go ahead and say no. I'm not going to use my nose. Okay. Just, uh, just, because uh, besides, I'm, I'm sure the only thing I would detect in here is drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 22, investigation. 22. Okay, cool. So what you find is if, like, almost the exact opposite of what Beans found. It's the most hideous, disgusting room you could have <laughs> imagined. So he'll never it's, know I was here. Yeah. So uh, it smells. Um, there's just laundry and... Um, uh, bits of food and every everything is stained to the point where you can't tell what's a stain and what's the original coloring of the thing that's there whether it's like you know a sheet or a pillow or a shirt or what um, you find uh, a plethora of heavy tools um, just sort of strewn about carelessly um, and you find a lot of, it, you, you open, uh, what appears to be like a closet and sure enough, 
uh, there's a bed of soil in there with with some uh, lighting hung up above it. Space and, weed. Uh, yeah, he's growing. He's growing something in his in his closet. Uh, Doctor Crud would like to compare the tools to the head wound and see if any of them are a match. Yeah. So you find uh, a what is basically a wrench um, that is a potential match for the the head wound. Any blood on it, by chance? No. Hairs, fingerprints. Uh. Well, there's definitely <laughs> sort of. Lots of random hairs all over the place, uh, but no, nothing that looks sort of suspicious. It just sort of looks like orc body hair. And in terms of fingerprints or anything, um, I mean, you can check for fingerprints, but uh, it's it's there's. I don't think you're going to find anything sort of conclusive. His tools, his room, his fingerprints makes sense. All right, Doctor Crud is going to pocket the wrench. And uh, did he... Is his pad laying around somewhere? Uh, yeah, you do find his pad. It's just on his bed. Just, uh, yeah, laying there. Is it accessible? Yep. Uh, so you, you, you pick it up, you swipe the card, and you get like a beep beep, and it doesn't open. He will pocket the pad, and he's going to try to swipe the card later, and then he's going to head out. Golly, it is a disaster in there. It stinks. The guy's, I mean, nasty, nasty. Hey, Beans, what'd you find? Oh, um, I think maybe the exact opposite of what you found. Uh, it was very tidy. There's nothing really going on. It's almost like, you know, it's just a room of a boring person. H- however, we are, you know, up in the quarters with no one else around, um... There is one more person we kind of need to check the bedroom of, and that's uh, Nevada. Yeah, that's true. I did find a wrench that's a pretty good match for the head wound. Uh, did you by any chance grab Valerian's uh, pad? We're gonna have to steal cards from them later. Oh, I'm not. I don't. I don't think I. I don't think I saw it in there. She's probably got it on her. Oh, okay. Um, well, I got. I got uh, Shiggins. His, so we just gotta steal his uh, card off of him. You can do that, right? You're 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 sneaky. Yeah, probably. Okay. Don't see why not. <sighs> as much as I don't want to do it, because you know she was her his boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever. Yeah, let's go look at Navarra's room. Okay. Um, are all three of you together now, or uh, Olive? Um, are you? If if coming... Olive decided to come back down. Yeah. Then yeah. Sure, I rejoin. I say, I didn't find the egg clutch. How hard did you look, though? Not very hard. Okay. But there's got to be a lot of eggs somewhere. <laughs> so uh, so you're all back together now, and you're going to search Navarro's room. So you go into her room. It's unlocked. And um, you see uh, a room that, if you've ever... It, it's sort of the equivalent of, like like a like a tv sitcom um like older teenage girls room uh except for things are a mess and so it it looks like it was nice and now the sheets are ripped off the bed 
any sort of uh, decoration has been smashed. Uh, there was a mirror um, on a, a table in the room that's been smashed. Uh, she's ripped all of her clothing out of the closet and strewn it about. Um, so it's it, 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 you, you get the sense that um, she just sort of broke down in here. Well, I could tell you guys from the state of this room, either A, it got tossed by the perpetrator, or B, she is so heartbroken she just tore the hell out of her stuff. A voice from on high is telling me how to interpret this physical clue. <laughs> I guess I should obey it. It's not the conclusion I would have reached if I had seen everything destroyed. I wouldn't have thought, oh, she broke her mirror because her boyfriend died. Well, I said the other <laughs> part was was it got tossed. I mean... Yeah, yeah. And my voice is coming from me, not a, from up high. I mean, are you still <laughs> feeling the effects of the drugs I gave you? Those are very strong. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Beans? What happened here? Well, I squat down. And, you know, <laughs> fluff out my, my poncho again. Well, as you, as you can all see, it's a bit of a mess. So, either she was so heartbroken, she decided to destroy everything in her room, all her possessions, and then just keep it all bottled up when she was with the others, or someone was looking for something. Now... I think it makes more sense and is more fun the second way. So I think we should have a look and just see if we can find anything that she managed to stash in maybe a safe or um, under the pillow or maybe under the mattress. That's a good place to hide things. Maybe there was something someone wanted in here that uh, we can find quite quickly and easily without having to go anywhere else, judging by the time. Because as we know, we're on the clock. <laughs> Crime never sleeps. Never takes a holiday. And crime is expensive. Wow, Beans. Where did you come up with this theory? I mean, it's so it's so great. Well, you know, I, as I said, I've been watching a lot of these, like, procedural plays. And, you know, you know, um, fiction is based off truth, so see how it goes. All right, let's toss a room again. And maybe, like, yeah. if we toss it the opposite way, it'll get better. All right, let's clean a room. We flip the mattress. It's like being drunk on a boat. You know, if you do it right, it kind of cancels out the wobbling. Is that how that works? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We check under the mattress, and then we make the bed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, yeah, let's do an investigation. We tidy up, and maybe we find things. <laughs> so, sorry, you want to look in uh, Navarro's room and do, like, an investigation there? Yes, yeah. that's what we okay. are doing. Yeah. So, yeah, let's do investigation rolls. 15. And uh, Bean's got a 19. 10. So, uh, Dr. Crud, Olive, um, you, you can't decipher anything that's useful. Beans, you do find a box that is that you open and it's full of um, love songs that were written by Zamar to Navara. So um, it's there's like about 50 or 60 of them just all sort of piled up on top of each other. 
Oof, this is a lot. Um, are they like intact? Are they like uh, written on? Are they scr- like uh, ripped up or? Uh, yeah. No, they're all in good, perfect condition. Um, are there any notes yeah. on the back? Hmm. No, no. They're all. It's all um, just the the songs. Okay. Uh, do. Uh, what about the titles of the songs? Do they spell out some secret message? They're all variations of Navara and love. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we finished claiming me and uh, Olive. Did you find anything in veins? Oh, I just found like a button of love songs which seem quite um, unimaginatively named. But I'm sure, you know, he, he had to write them all in a rush. So probably didn't have much time. Yeah, I mean, to, he only had years. Like 50 or 60. Yeah, he only had like yeah. uh, like five <laughs> years he was here to think up a uh, like... I mean, they were together for like two years, so let's give him a bit of a credit. I'm, I'm not sure he would have written the songs like an expectation of meeting someone. But um, if only Aaron was here, you know, he'd be able to tell us, tell us if these were any good. Well, he's still a main suspect, so we can't have him in here anyway. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good point. He might uh, mess up the crime scene again. Oh, okay, right. so, so let's review the evidence we have so far. Yes. There's not a huge amount. Nope. So, down in the cargo bay, uh, well, we, we know that um, he was killed before getting squished by the cargo container. Dr. Cred holds and up his the, head. The, the, correct. <laughs> and the straps used to, um, you know, um, secure the cargo container were not actually in place, but they were just, you know, they could have quite easily just been taken off. So if someone who knew what they were doing, but that doesn't really prove anything. Well, so, we got the um, fingerprint. We got the fingerprint. So, you know, when we go and um, investigate um, and talk to all the other people, we'd be able to, you know, compare, see what what's going on. Now, up here, we found that, um, what's his name, Zema, was looking to propose to Nevara, um, which I think she seemed to be into, judging by you know her being upset by this whole thing and her keeping all these, all these songs. So I don't think she was necessarily behind it all. Um, did you find much in um, what's his name, Cheggins? Ah, uh, uh, place. I found a possible murder weapon. You found weapon. the wrench. You found the wrench, but we don't. But we don't know how many of those are in the entire spaceship. It'd be right. weird if there was only one. I also found drugs, <laughs> space weed. Ooh, okay. Save that till later. Oh, I left it in there. We don't need that. I got better stuff in my bag. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Um, Can confirm. <laughs> and you didn't find anything in the captain's quarters. Uh, she was No, pristine. suspiciously little. It was absolutely pristine. Almost like she doesn't sleep there. Oh, I did get the Shagan's pad, so we just need to steal Ooh, his card did. off yes. of him. Okay, yes, we can we can figure that one out as we as we as we go. So, in terms of theories so, thus far, I'm thinking it was maybe Valeran. I think everyone's thinking that, but his I do have a reasoning. So, you know, she was here for like you know let's let's say five years before um, Zaymar turned up. Right, you know, they get on. You know, he's like, "Oh, she's great." You know, but I need someone else. Maybe she's like, "Hey, I like this guy." 
you know, maybe he likes me too. But then someone new turns up and they're all happy together. And she's like, oh, I don't want any of that. But let's face it, no one's going nowhere. So maybe, maybe. Um, But then he finds out that there's a possible way back. And she's like, oh, no, I'm not having this. They can go. They can escape if that happens. So I'm going to kill him in a fit of rage. But um, then she lures him down there. However, you know, um, uses something, you know, to to whack him to death. And then cover up the evidence with, you know, a carcon container. Blame it on the one other person who is there. Chegan. And then maybe she's talked to Navarra to like um, make it make her think that he did it. So if there's any voting involved in sticking someone out an airlock, oh my gosh, he's the one that's gonna go. That is pretty yeah. sus. Or, or maybe, maybe even you know, I mean let let let's not you know close our minds to this. Maybe Valerian liked Navarra and like getting Zaymar out of the way. You know. In her mind, you know, open things up because I don't think like Chagan's behind this. Because if he like got rid of like Zaymar, he'd be cozying up to Navarra going for the rebound, wouldn't he? He'd be like, Oh, you need someone's, you know, shoulder to cry on. He's not doing that, he's just hanging out and like listening to Brock. He's not into that. Well, he's too high, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think so, he could pull this off. I mean, we got the information just in case, but yeah, I don't think he could pull this off. He's just not, he's too high. He can't be coordinated enough. You know, this takes a lot of coordination. And yeah, it could be that Valerian was jilted as a lover, or uh, maybe she's wanted for murder and doesn't want to go back home because then she'd get caught and go for it. So Actually, that was one of my other uh, notes. Maybe uh, she was, uh, because she said she was a captain on a ship before this, maybe she was a pirate, she es- like escaped, and going back home would lead her, um, lead the authorities back to her. Yeah, so when Aaron came, they hatched the, sp- the, 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 the plot together, and Aaron was like, you know, you can just kill her like this, nobody will ever know. I've served, solved lots of murders, so I know how to get away with one, but he didn't count on us being here. Oh my goodness. Okay, so next port of call. Okay, uh, we, we're still no closer to actually finding a way home. Maybe there's a. Si- we are. We just have oh, to bring yes. back the extinct race. Oh, if only it were that simple. What, what did you find? I'm sure, I'm sure we could do it. What, what did you find on the operations deck? I, you know, I was really just looking for a lot of hidden eggs, and I didn't pay attention to anything else. <laughs> I got in and out of there because I was afraid I was going to get murdered. Well, you should have started hitting buttons. Maybe there's like a respawn <laughs> button that will like bring everybody back and then, you know, then we're home. Well, do you want to go investigate it together? I, but we still got to question <laughs> we everybody. Head. We got to do that too. Yes. All right. We can do it in whatever order you want. Uh, maybe it'd be worth um trying to get um Valerian's like pads and her card so we, you know, have a check, see it. Um, her stuff. Yeah, we could, we could, uh, well, okay, let's go find everybody. We could start doing the questioning. We can, uh, steal the stuff we need off of them because there's, it's all probably all on them. Get Shagan's card. We'll get her pad and her card and, you know, 
I mean, I'm sure just finding the way home, that's just going to be just hitting buttons, and then we hit the right button, and then boom, we're home. Yeah, that, that, yeah that'll be easy enough. Just less, resurrecting a whole race. That's, that's like peanuts. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, let's head back, and I hope no one else has killed anyone else in the meantime. Yeah. That would make it a lot easier, though. It would. Whoever died we failed to save wasn't the killer. Oops. <laughs> But if you guys watch Midsummer Murders, that's how it goes, basically. You start out with five suspects, and then you're down to three. <laughs> Dr. Crud will push the communication button. All crew to the galley. All crew to the galley. Um, you hear back Valerian say, um, y- Yeah, yes, everyone, um, to, the, to the galley, please. Please do as Dr. Crud has, has asked. We're, we'd, we want to cooperate as much as we can to try to figure out what happened to Zamar. And so they all make their way to the alley. Thank you. Let's go, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did we pick up the tablet on the way? Uh, uh, which tablet? I got Shegan's. We couldn't. He, he didn't find Valera's. All right. Well, to the galley. So, yeah, you make your way down to the galley. Everybody is there. Valeran, Navara, Shegan, and many. And Aaron. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for joining us. We're going to be taking each one of you uh, and and, and uh, having a talk, questioning you guys, and because we're investigating this, and we're going to see who killed them. Um, but first, I'd like to fingerprint all of y'all. So uh, let's get that done real quick, and then uh, we'll we'll start uh, with the uh, questioning. So we fingerprint them. Okay, everyone. Uh cooperates you get everyone's fingerprints um so you have a clean print from everybody on the crew all right we compare the fingerprints with the fingerprint record from the cargo bay okay uh you compare those fingerprints uh there's a clear match of shagan's fingerprints shagan's please come with us Mm -hmm. feels like a red herring uh okay okay so shagan goes with you guys so okay all right, first of all, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pat you down, make sure you don't have any weapons, bombs, explosives, anything that's going to poke me, prod me, or hurt me. And as I do that, I'm going to steal this card. Ooh, okay, so that'll be a sleight of hand. I'm going to use that inspiration you gave me. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I don't think you need to actually try and be sneaky about it. You just be like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to take this for security purposes. Well, I mean, this is a personal car. Patriot act him. <laughs> Does a Patriot act have effect in Nicomoy? In space. <laughs> international yeah, waters. International waters here, yeah. You guys can gamble. Okay, sleight of hand is a plus two, so that's going to be a 21 sleight of hand. Oh, okay, yeah, you get the card fine. Okay. He doesn't notice. I pocket it. Mm-hmm. All right, Shagan, uh, what is uh, your job title here? And please state your whole name for the record. Uh, yeah, no problem. Shagan. Beans, you're writing this down, right? Oh, yes. Sorry, let me, let me, let me get nice and close to you, and I'm gonna, um, just walk up behind Cruds, and he's gonna hold out the, the cards and the pad behind his back, and I'm just gonna slip it into my poncho, so I can go and examine that afterwards ago. Yes, I'm getting this all down. Good, because you're the record. So, uh, what were you doing at the time of the uh, 
quote-unquote accident. Okay. So, I was sleeping one off, all right, in my quarters. Uh, and I heard this alarm that went off. It was a head-splitting sound. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm floating around in midair. And uh, I try to I make it over to the door, but it's locked. And so I figured the doors, they must lock when there's an alarm like this. You know, like a security measure in case there's something wrong with the ship or something. So anyway, a few minutes go by. We get gravity back, and then the door pops open. And then Valerian checks in with us on the comms. And uh, I see her coming down the ship past my room. And I follow her down. We get all the way down to uh, uh, the cargo bay. There was Amar, flat as a pancake. Well, it's an interesting choice of words you said there, head splitting. Dr. Crud places the head on the table in front of him. Oh, my God. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you? You see, uh, the head has been split. And Dr. Crud puts the wrench on the table by a wrench. And your fingerprints were on the buckle to release the straps for the cargo. What? what, Yeah. Okay. What? You're saying because my fingerprint was in the cargo bay where I do most of my work that therefore I am the murderer. No, specifically on the buckle for the straps that were released. I have to buckle those things in and unbuckle them all the time. We pick up stuff on our journeys. I need to do it so that we have things to keep the ship going. My fingerprints are all over that place. How long was the last stop ago? A week. So, fresh fingerprints from when you buckled it in a week ago, is what you're telling me. No, I buckled it in when we had to push the container back in and secure it. Hmm. What about the wrench? What wrench? This wrench. That's a standard issue wrench. There's like dozens of them on this ship. Shigan, what do you know about the people who made this ship? Seem okay to me. Seem like, you know, from what we've been able to tell, they had a pretty cool society. Um, yeah. I just, I don't understand how they could have all died out. I mean, they're so smart and everything. They got all this technology. It's like they couldn't figure out a way to save themselves. Well, pandas have problems. But did Zamar <laughs> sorry guys. Did Zamar tell you where he'd been exploring recently? Uh no, we've always sort of been together, so it's like we've all you know, we it's a small ship, it's a small crew, we sort of you know, we whenever we land on a planet, we always just sort of get what we need, do a little exploring. It's no big deal. Get some sun. Get back on the ship. Dr. Crud III, do you still have that tablet? No. What tablet? From Zamar? No. 
from Zamar. Zamar oh, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Yeah. Do you have that very last video? Yeah. I didn't delete it. I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> Can we show it to Shagan? Yeah. Why didn't you just say that at first? Why ask me all these questions when you wanted to know if I could show it to Shagan? Can we show the video on Zamar's tablet to Shagan? Sure. Thanks. <laughs> okay. So you're doing that? You're showing him the, the last video where he's saying he wants to go home and he figured out the repopulation plan. So you show him that video. He says, what is this? So you're telling me there's a way for us to get back home. We just have to figure out how to turn this repopulation thing on. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. until you killed the only person who knew how to do it. I I didn't kill him, okay? No, it's not okay. Murder is bad. Uh, Beans, Beans is going to come in at, the, at this moment and just go, I must, sorry, I must apologize for my partner. He's had a tough day. He hasn't had his coffee. You know, he, he's he's just a bit high strong. You know, um, we're, we're here to help. And, you know, we're just trying to get to the bottom of it. Now, I've just got a couple of nice, easy questions for you. No one's accusing you of anything at the moment. We're just trying to get a clear picture of the events that happened. Now, you say that when you were woken up, you know, the alarm was going, the gravity gone off. What sort of time was that? I mean, you must have looked at the clock and go, oh, what time? You know, it's like, woken, what, what sort of time is it? I know when I, whenever I'm woken up from a nap, I always look at the clock. And what, what sort of time was it when you uh, were woken up? Uh, Yeah, it was 11.05 Earth time. Okay. I, I've, okay. I've got a, or it draws time. <laughs> Got a, I mean, the ship time. It doesn't matter. Yeah, if uh, if you want to go by that, then it was do kalakani o'clock. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it was eleven. Yeah, it was like eleven o five in the morning. Eleven o five. Okay. Yeah. And uh, when the gravity went back on again and the door opened, what sort of time was that? How you know? Was it like fifteen minutes later, half an hour, an hour? Yeah, like 10, 10 minutes. About 10 minutes. So we're putting that at about 11.15. Okay. Thank you. Now, you said yourself, it's, it's, a quite, it's a very small crew, so you must know each other very well. Why do you think um, Zaymar would have gone down to the cargo bay at that sort of time at night? It does. I have no idea. It doesn't really make sense. He's never in the cargo bay. He, sometimes he goes through the cargo bay to get to Navara who used spends most of her time in engineering, but he doesn't hang around in the cargo bay. Okay. Where does he hang around? He's usually in operations or the flight deck or his room. Okay. And and you say were you the uh were you and um Valerian the first to find um Zema? Yeah, Valerian was there first. She was there first, okay. I think that's all we we'll need from you for the time being. You know, it's been a been a long long day for everybody, so um, you can just go and get some rest for the time being. Yeah, please go to your room. Don't talk to anybody. Okay. Yeah. Not a problem. And clean it. Uh. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Go go. It might might be a good idea just to go and tidy your room. Just briefly. we could smell whatever it was. Right out in the hallway when we walk past it. it. It's pretty, it smells pretty gnarly in there. 
Yeah, okay. I'm going to take that as a suggestion. <laughs> File that away <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> All right. Do you guys want to explore the engineering floor? Well, uh, no, I, I want to interview some more people. We got interviews, and okay. let's look at the tablet. All right. Well, I'm I'm a little worried that the next person we interview is going to be a killer. So, yeah, <laughs> tablet. Let's look at, now that Sh- Shagan is gone, let's look at Shagan's tablet. Yeah. Okay, so you um yeah, use his card on his tablet. Um you do get a bunch of videos. Um but they're not like uh Zaymar's videos. Um <laughs> they're videos of uh Shagan flexing in front of the camera. Of course. There's a couple of him doing like air guitar and like singing um some like death metal songs is he is he doing the bottle flip challenge and keeps failing the, there's a couple with him yeah he's 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 got like a, a sort of a ping pong ball and he's trying to like throw them into receptacles and things like that uh he's made like a couple of movies with himself where like he's playing all the roles and he's like they're like Quentin Tarantino esque. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, that, that's all you really you really see from him. I think this guy's just a bit spaced out. I don't think he's a killer. He's absolutely not the killer. <laughs> oh, uh, can I also retroactively add an extra question in um, oh, yeah, to sure. Chegan's um, interrogation? It would basically just be asking. Um, so I'll just do this. And so we'll check in. Um, just one more question before we let you go. Um, like, who amongst you um, would have suitable access to like the engines and the gravity control? Uh, well, if you wanted to shut down the engines and the gravity control, I mean, they're so, they sort of go hand in hand. You could do that either from the reactor directly or from the flight deck. Or from engineering. Mm, not really. Engineering is more for like, uh, you know... That's like, you know, workshop stuff. It's like fixing yeah, that's like stuff that yeah. gets broken. It's not really like uh, ship control stuff. You see, Olive, that's why we let them finish. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. She's new to the investigative team. And and so um do like all of you have like the the necessary credentials to um shut off the engine cuz obviously that's quite a um an important part you don't want just anyone like like leaning leaning on it and shutting everything off uh i mean you know it's got it's sort of like a big button in a box <laughs> so okay. it's pretty you know you can't it's do it accidentally kind of but thing. it's pretty intuitive Okay, it's very user-friendly. Okay. So it's just an off-on switch. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, is there any form of, like, um, security, like, um, I want to say, like, uh, like a... Do you know, like, crystal orbs that you see? Is there, like, a seeing thing, like, in that room? A seeing stone. Uh... Like a seeing stone that like see like sees what's going on in the room, and then you can look at it afterwards. Uh, I haven't seen anything like that. I hope that isn't a thing. 
I've been doing some weird stuff in my room. <laughs> so. <laughs> Look, we all have to unwind somehow. If that's how you decide to unwind, that's fine. It's natural. Don't even worry about it. Not just in my room, too. Like, sort of all over the place. That's okay. It's, it's okay. We, we don't need no anymore. Uh, one more question. TMI. I do have one additional question. Do you know if anybody would want to do harm to him? To Zaymar? Yeah, yes. Uh, I don't think so. Everybody kind of likes Zaymar. He was a nice guy. Uh, he got a little sort of jumpy at the end there, but other than that, he was always pretty cool. Who did he jump at? He didn't jump at anyone. He was just like always a little, he was getting a little intense, you know? So nobody specifically set him off? Well, I mean, from what I just saw, the video you showed me, it seems like he discovered this plan to get us home and got a little obsessed with it. All right. Well, I think that's it. Right, guys? Yeah, I, I think I think that's, that's it. Thank you for your time. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll be in touch. Yeah, go tidy your room. Yeah, rock on. And one thing before you go. Mm. You know the ship very well. If there were any missing spaces or hidden compartments could you think about that while you're in your room where they might be like for example rooms that are a bit smaller than they should be mm, i mean the only place that i could think of would be like the uh i don't know near the reactor thank you no problem <laughs> okay so you you let him go he goes away we'll send him away yeah yeah Okay. okay, so once we've... Right. Um, right, next up, I want to interview... Um, I think we ought to interview Nevada. I agree. You just want to hear a lady cry? <laughs> no, <laughs> she had... Well, we'll get into it. Uh, Dr. Kerr's going to put the head and the wrench away. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. <laughs> Thank you. And, <laughs> as she comes in, Dr. Kerr's going to look at her. Oh, my dear, I am so sorry for your loss. How are you? Thank you. He gives her another big old hug. <laughs> She's crying into you. Now, 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 what did you mean when you said that Shagan did it? Why? What, where Where does that come from? It's just, it's not right. I, I mean, he's in charge of cargo, and he's always been creepy around me. I, I think he was jealous of Samar, and... He, I think he just rigged something and lured Zaymar into a trap. You, creepy. you have to help me prove this. Creepy how? Creepy, like, always trying to, like, get me to listen to his songs and always offering me uh, a toke, which I don't know what that is. Drugs. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's just drugs. So, well... Can you tell us what happened from your end? Okay. I was in engineering. I, I was fixing up one of the drones that we use when we go to land on a, on a new planet. And I heard an alarm go off. And then we lost gravity. And okay, the um, doors... So, 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 yeah? Sorry, I, I, I don't want to know. What sort of time was this alarm? I think it was around 11 in the morning. Okay, around 11. Um, so the door, we lost gravity and the doors shut automatically. I, I managed to push off of something and, 
and get to the door, but I couldn't, I couldn't open it. So I was just floating there for maybe 10, 12 minutes before the alarm stopped. And then we got gravity back. And then by the time I got up to the cargo bay, there was Valerian and Shagan and they were standing over Zamar. <laughs> Zamar! Ah, Olive also gives her a hug. This is so much crying. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Dr. Cred welcomes Olive into the embrace because, yeah, Dr. Cred hasn't let her go yet. But the the thing is that, like, I'm tempted to knock her out because then she'd stop crying. So <laughs> No, no, we oh. needed to answer questions. No, no, Dr. Cred will just hold you tight to make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> I just have a look in my eyes. That's all. Keep crying, lady. And a, and a glint in your teeth. <laughs> my remaining 80 teeth. <laughs> I just took out the four extra. Okay, uh, Nevada. Um, I, I know this is a difficult um, thing for you. And, you know, you have my deepest sympathies. Um, it, it, you know, you are obviously close to... Um, Zaymar. Sorry, I've got notes. You're obviously you're close to Zaymar. I mean, um, you know, we were ch- chatting with your crewmates the other day. You, they said, um, well, not the other day, a little while ago. Um, they said you and he were together for a good number of years. Um, before this, he would like, um, you know, he would always be talking about you and, um, um, talking about like. Wanting to write like write two songs and everything, so you know he he must have shared a huge amount with you. Did he like rec- more recently talk to you about any like projects that he was like working on? Anything he'd discovered? Maybe a way home, that sort of thing. Um, he said that he was working on a way to get us home, and he wanted to know if there was anyone back home that I would that I would miss. And I told him no, that the only person I cared about was him. And he kissed me and Whoa, he walked off. <laughs> he kissed <Okay>. me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know where you were going with that. We've had <laughs> He kissed me and he left and that was that was the last time I ever saw him alive. And he didn't leave you any, um, like, like gifts that day. Anything to, like, you know, and anything with a, like, you know, just in case anything happens to me kind of vibe. No. Go to the reactor. <laughs> no. No, he, he, he kissed me and he, we were, he, he went up the ship. Okay. How's okay, you, thank you. How's your relationship with uh, Valerian? I mean, is do you think she might have been jealous of y'all's relationship? Valerian has always been supportive of us. She's like an older sister. She's wise and kind and a good captain. Does she want to stay a captain or does she want to go home? No one has worked harder to try to get us home than Captain Valerian. Other than Shagan, as well, I mean, even Shagan, does anybody have a reason or want to hurt him? 
To hurt Zamar? Yes. There's no reason that anyone on this ship would want to hurt my Zamar. So you're just saying it was him... Except, except be- for... Sorry, except for Shagan, who I think was... <laughs> wanted me. Sorry. Oh, Sort okay. of forgot that. Yeah. But, but the Shagan guy, but yeah. Yeah, yeah just Shagan. He, he just wants me. He just wants to get in my pants. That's what that's what I'm getting there. And he doesn't. He's just offering her a toke. He's just, like, being friendly. She's just... Uh, all I, or, you know, maybe. I don't know. I, I should believe her first. And then... <laughs> Use yes, believe first. Okay, so maybe Shagan's a little creepy to her. She would know, not me. May we have your pad and your access card, please? Fine, here. Thank you. She gives them to you, yeah. Also, um, is there any place on this vessel that you can lock yourself inside and no one can get to you? Um, in your own quarters? Those are a little bit less secure than you would think. <laughs> huh? Well, never mind, never mind. How, how, what if we put a... There, there's this, like, big curtain behind us. How about we just seat her behind that? She's in the room with us. It'll be fine. And then if there's any extra information that comes to light, she can be here to hear it. Well, she might not want to hear certain things. We, we mean... If she's going to stay here with a curtain, we might want to earmuff her. Remember what happened with the sure. last questioning? Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, we'll stick on back with some, uh, like, ear defenders or something. And <laughs> Here's where I was going with that. She's definitely not the killer, guys. I whisper, I'm like, put, you know, huddle up. Put our, you know, heads together so that we can whisper with no one overhearing. And then I say... Do you guys think she killed him? Well, of course not. That's why we keep her here with us. Yeah, no. Safest place. Well, so, okay, so if she didn't kill him, then she's just a potential victim. And I've seen enough Midsummer murders to know that if you don't protect her, she's going to get yeah, off. That's, maybe that's, I, that's why weird. we keep her in the same room as us. And then if Valerian, like, spills anything okay. she shouldn't do, she's in the room to hear it. Yeah, but I don't want All her right. to hear me bringing the head out when I confront Valerian. <laughs> well, maybe, a, well, like, if there's, a, like, a, a special word you could use to, like, let let us know when that's going to be, then we can just pop back, put the headphone, put, like, the, the ear defenders on. <laughs> but then and we she won't... doesn't have to hear the wump of her ex-lover's head. We won't get the shock value, though, of the reveal. That's the whole yeah, point but, of using the head. Sure you will. You just say, like, the word Christmas or something. And, like, I know what it means. <laughs> I'll go back in the curtain. When you say the word parakeet, I'll cover her ears. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I'll try to remember parakeet. Yeah. All right. That way everybody gets what they want. We've got her safe. We've got... Or, or, instead of parakeet, how about... How do you explain this? And then you'll know it's coming out. (laughs) How do you explain this? Ears covered. Okay, got it. (laughs) Okay, I think this is a solid plan. Let's let's bring in let's bring in Valerian. Actually, should we have a look at her her tablet first? Yes, let's look at the tablet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, you look through the tablet. um, You find a video of uh her when she first got there 
um, she explains that she's happy that she has escaped her cult, um, but she's distrustful of her companions who are, uh, at this point, Zaymar and um, Valerian. Uh, and then you find one a little bit later, and she- wait, did wait, did we know that she was in a cult? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it did come up. Okay, okay, okay. Um, what kind of cult? Uh, it was like a a, a, a cult that was like a, a patriarchal cult, and um, they were sacrificing girls to their gods. They called the old ones. So. She's happy to be away from that, but she's distrustful of these people. Later on, she's madly in love with Zaymar, and she's become good friends with the captain. And then it's just like love, 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 like all the way to near the end. <laughs> and then, you know, the one from just after Zaymar was killed, it's just sobbing and sobbing and sobbing, and she can't get any words out. Um, so in, in, in the back, regular human voice in the background of that last <laughs> video yeah i'm assuming it was like kind of propped up where you like see the rest of it assuming it's recorded in her bedroom how does the mm-hmm. bedroom look it looks Ooh. like a nice neat girl's bedroom nice and decorated like sort of a, a young woman would decorate her room there's a lot of floral things there's a lot of um, pastel colors and things like that. It's all sort of very stereotypical, you know. Instagrammy, young, yeah, yeah exactly. She's yeah. like, yeah, a total Instagram girl. Yeah, yeah. there's some like big wooden letters that say love. Uh, just yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. If she had all these, she's makeshifted all these things. Yeah, there are fairy lights across <laughs> like, the, yeah. the mirror. Exactly. She's drawn a picture. Yeah. Of like a hunky boy with his shirt off <laughs> and put it up as a poster. Um, and and that room is, you know, more or less the same room as we looked at earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Except okay. the one that you saw earlier was... Was trashed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Actually, trashed. Yeah. Why, do we ju- why do we just ask her if she trashed her room? Uh, you could see from the last from the last yeah. video, she, she, she was... She like threw the tablet down and then started destroying everything. And you can see that all from oh, the okay. tablet. So that her world was as broken as her heart. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Maybe she just lost her glasses. Maybe. Maybe like a hairband or something, you know, go a bit crazy. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Crud will happens. return the tablet before calling in the uh, next suspect. Okay. I'm positioned behind the curtain. <laughs> just like Claudius. It's a Hamlet reference for you people. Valerian, you're next. Okay. Valerian comes in. And Aaron, we're coming for you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm just going to patch it down. Make sure that uh, you don't have any weapons on you. Nothing that's going to explode. Uh, okay. And I'm going to try to lift her tablet and card. Okay. Sleight of hand. Uh, you could make beans do this. Uh, too late, I rolled. <laughs> the specialty. The specialty. It's all right. Person. Hey, <laughs> if the okay. elephant man wants to try and lift a card, then he's welcome to. 21. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, you get it. No problem. 
See, it works. <laughs> the system works. Yeah, I don't have any <laughs> negatives anymore since I switched over from cleric to doctor. So, so yeah, I lift it and uh, hand it off to Beans when uh, Beans crawls up on me. Yep, the usual. So, uh, tell us, please, uh, what happened in your own words and what you witnessed? Um, okay. Uh, well, I was on the flight deck, the, the top deck, deck one. Um, all of a sudden, an alarm goes off, and the ship stops. Um, we lose gravity, and I'm stranded in midair. Which, which alarm on the board of of lights in the flight deck went off uh it wasn't on the board it it was from the um the it goes it's an alarm that goes through the comm systems uh and then the emergency lights which are located in the corners of the room uh switch on and flash a red uh, light to indicate to everyone that there's an alert I would like to do an insight check on her to see if what she should have said was, well, the check engine light went on and it said A4. Oh, okay. Uh, so let me insight, because yeah, I want to see if she's... The bridge is where all that information is going to be, that in the engine room. Ten. Okay. Um, from everything that you can tell from watching her body language and her facial expressions, she seems to be telling you the truth. This is what the happens when an alarm goes off. Um, so I was stranded in midair for about, I don't know, 10 minutes. Um, and then the alarm stops and the ship starts back up and we get our gravity back. And I used the communication panel to, to check in with everyone and everyone answered except for Zaymar. And um, well, I, I left the flight deck and I went down through the ship to check on everyone and I saw a Shagan um, in his quarters as I was passing down. And um, when I got to the cargo bay, there was Amar, and he was crushed under a supply crate. And um, then Navara came up from engineering, and and then she was just inconsolable. Okay. Um, what sort of time did uh, the engine's gravity go off? I believe it was about 11.05, 11.06. Okay. And, like, um, did anything happen when you were up there? Did, like, because um, usually on these sorts of ships, I imagine there's, like, a security system, which means all the, the doors will lock in the case of an alarm, just in case of, a, like, explosive decompression. Um, did any of that happen on the flight deck, or is it? Yes, the doors... Um sealed automatically you're you're right it's a sophisticated ship if there's a breach or if there's a contamination it makes sense to seal off parts of the ship so that it doesn't spread to other parts and disrupt integrity or hurt the rest of the crew so what sort of thing could have caused the the engine to go off there's a number of things that could have been um, a uh, something passing within our uh, navigation that the ship was trying to avoid. Uh, it could have been some sort of a malfunction with the reactor. Um, then again, maybe someone tried to shut the ship down for some reason. Uh, if there was a breach, the ship would have shut down automatically to um, 
contain the breach. Yeah. How often has this happened? This has happened never. But we have seen uh, the the plans, the, the, the alien creature's plans for what would happen in such an event. And, and that's where I'm getting this information from. We've learned a lot about this ship, our time here. Um, what, what were you doing before the, uh, you were up in the flight deck, um, you know, before the alarms went off? I was in the galley for some breakfast and some tea. Uh, I was in operations, checking on all of our systems to make sure that we weren't running low on any necessary elements and what we should be preparing for for our next stop. Um, that was all. And then I went to the flight deck. Um, c- can anyone uh, corroborate your story? Um, Were you with anyone at the time? No. Okay. Do you know if anybody would want to have hurt him or harmed him in any way? Zamar? Yes. Zamar was a good soul. I, I think the isolation, the loneliness of only being on this ship with the, the, the other three of us, it was hard on him. He's used to a more dynamic, entertaining lifestyle, and although he found love with Navara, I, I can't imagine that that would have satiated his need for fun, socialization, adventure. What about your need for fun, socialization, and adventure? Maybe you were jealous. I I definitely had needs, and I... I have to admit, I was jealous of what Zamar and Navara had, but the needs of my crew come above my own needs. And so I focus. I concentrate on learning as much about this ship and about these alien creatures as I can so that we can get home. So you want to go home. So why did you stop him from getting y'all home because he had a plan he knew how to do it plan are you saying that you're all working together to go home and yeah you didn't communicate whatsoever Uh, we, we we talked about possible scenarios but what are you referring to he knew how to get home how why don't you tell me if we're talking about the same thing I'm going to need you to let me know before I can say anything. If we're talking about the same thing, then tell me what you think we're talking about. And then I can confirm and deny it. How about you both write down what you think you're talking about, pass it to me, and I can check. <laughs> Dr. Crit passes the tablet to you. <laughs> um, okay. You're, you're giving Hold on. What? To, you're... What tablet are you giving a tablet to? To Beans. Uh, Zamar's tablet, I think. Zamar's tablet to Beans. To me. Oh, to Beans. Yeah. He said to write it down and, and pass it to him, so I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. See, I, I know what Crud's talking about, but if um, Valerian writes down what uh, she's talking about, then you pass it to the impartial Beans, and I can check. <laughs>
Um, so Valerian says, that's not going to work for me. Why, why don't you roll a persuasion check, Dr. Crud? I like persuasion. Let's see. Okay. Uh, can, can, can I help by looking cute? Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, good. Thank you. Using the help action if we want to get mechanical. So give that, you advantage. That's good because I that was a shit roll. <laughs> Much better. That's going to be, instead of a 7, it's going to be a 23. Okay. <laughs> Much better. Okay. So, uh, Valerian says, okay. Yes. Zamar had found a plan to get us home. He discovered a plan that the alien creatures who built this ship had made and prepared for to release a uh, a volley of missiles that would go to inhabitable planets, including draws. Those missiles would generate life forms that were clones of the alien creatures. But there was a catch. The missiles would destroy all life on those planets in order to create the conditions that the aliens could thrive in in the early parts of their lives. It's the only way it would work. From the closet you hear, ah, darn it. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying is he wanted to do this. You did not want to do this. So this is why you did... Olive ears. Covers and ears. And he drops the head. No, I, I got it. This. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Why would you carry around his head? It's evidence. Oh my... Samar. I'm, 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 so, I'm sorry about my partner. He's very dramatic. This is where you bashed his head in, isn't it? Isn't it? Okay, okay. Zaymar died in a freak accident. Insight check. Hey, hey, we're we're all a little, you know, on edge here, okay? This is a judgment-free zone, sister, okay? So let's let's just walk through (laughs) this set of events. That's a 17 for an insight check. She seems to be telling the truth. Okay, um, Krads. Yeah. This is just an aside. Okay, um, looking at the uh, congealment of the blood, how long ago do you reckon this guy died? Oh, yeah, I would have gotten a TOD for uh, my autopsy. That would have come of death. Oh, uh, okay. Between 11.05 and 11.15 a.m. <laughs> well, well the, no, the, the logic is just because... We're assuming at this point that he died more or less at the same sort of time it, you know, he got crushed. What if oh. there, there is time for him to die, uh, Valerian to, like, head up to the flight deck, get rid of some, um, you know, engine power, it flops on, squishy squish. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had always assumed he had died first, and then the, the squishy squish was well, used to well, cover it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, squishy squish was obviously a, a posthumous thing, but how much, like, 
How much time was there in between the two? Yeah, well, so what was my TOD for him when I did the autopsy? Um, Based on the temperature of the brain tissue inside the skull. And the, 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 how, how much the blood congeals in the time. So, um, <laughs> y- yeah, uh, I don't... I don't think I can give you an exact time based on we'll your autopsy. You know, it's not like there's a stamp on his body. That's no, no. Like, science can't give you an exact time anyway, unless you're standing right over him anyway. No. Yeah, science isn't exact science. So you... Oh, actually, you guys, that's not true. There's an mRNA production rate increase that's minute-specific, by the way, in case you're curious. Wow. I'm not, I'm not sure Crud has access to those sorts of technologies. Right, I, I wouldn't have access to that. I don't have that specific kit. There's some mRNA that only gets transcribed after death. Oh. And the amount of it present, you can PCR and it's like minute specific. Hey, keep going. Hour specific? I don't know. I'm not a corpse scientist, as I've discussed in the past. That's <laughs> really interesting. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it was sometime around 11 the previous day. So he'd been dead an entire day? No, 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 no. Well, we we know that we know the accident oh. was the day before. Yeah. Well, maybe beans. So we got it, this it was all quite wrong. soon afterwards. Hey, beans. Maybe we got this all wrong. Maybe this bludgeoning was caused by the you know cargo. Maybe we messed up. Hmm. Can I stop covering her ears? Is she still in the room? <laughs> <laughs> Olive peeks out from behind the curtain where she went after saying that thing that she forgot she wasn't in the room for. So <laughs> she. <laughs> she Huh. Did the insight check, went back behind the curtain, and now she peeks out behind the curtain. Valerian's still there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's still there. There's a uh, a beep from the comms panel, uh, and it's uh, many, and uh, he says, Hey, uh, could everybody meet me in the galley? I, I feel like we all need to talk. Weird, weird, many, but um, I have a proposal uh, before we... Do plot stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the thing is that we know the go-home condition is that the new life forms are seeded, and we know that they're going to target planets that are habitable. The question is, can we control that targeting system to exclude the already habited, habitable planets, such as draws, and only seed the habitable, unpopulated planets, and then go home? I come out from the curtain. <laughs> well, that would probably depend on what we could figure out with the controls up there. Yeah, but like that's a that's a potential. Everybody's happy solution. The ancient life form comes back on its own planet, far, far away from Draws, and we go home. So Valeran, is that a, is is that possible? I mean, maybe you didn't need to kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're not accusing you of anything, but can we reprogram the missiles? There's, There are certain things on this ship that are very intuitive, and they've allowed us to survive. There are other things that are more complicated for us to understand, and, and navigation is one of them. We've never been able to control the direction of this ship and where it's going, and we have absolutely no way of figuring out how to program the repopulation missiles. Is there a way to tell which destinations they're going to and deactivate the ones that are going to habitable planets? There's, like, 
millions of these things. <laughs> Deactivate all of them except for one? I'm telling you, this is not a solution. <laughs> uh, do you have anybody you really don't like? <laughs> Probably us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I guess we should go see what the podiatrist wants. <laughs> yep. Let's go to this dentist and see what he's doing. Plot time. Hmm. Dr. Craig puts the head away before uh, Navara comes out. <laughs> That's very nice of you. <laughs> Her crying is like. Um, okay, so. Um, Be- Beans is going to just uh, stay behind when everyone leaves and watch um, Valerian's pad. Okay. Oh, so you, okay, so everybody leaves and you're staying everyone in the leaves, room to and look I'm at the pad. staying in the room okay. for, for a moment. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I can burst in dramatically at some point. Sure. Okay, so you're so while everyone is on their way up to the galley, you're looking at the pad. Um, yeah, so you see the first video of her, and um, she has just gotten on board the ship. There's nobody else there. She's amazed at everything. She's doing like little little video tours of the ship and it, trying to like explain everything as she understands it. Uh, a couple of years later, she meets Samar. She starts uh, telling you about. She's telling the computer about Zaymar and and uh, what he's like and what they can do together and how nice it is to finally have someone else on the ship. Uh, and then Navara, same sort of thing. And then Navara and Zaymar are together. She's happy for them. Um, and then Shagan arrives, and she's sort of disgusted by Shagan, but also finds him oddly attractive. Um, <laughs> no, no, don't do it. Um, <laughs> then uh, she explains the plan, the alien's plan that she just explained to you, but that it means the destruction of um, the, the worlds that get repopulated. She explains that she's not convinced that all of the aliens have been have become extinct. And there are no more entries from uh, there. There's there's no entry. The last entry was from before Zaymar died, and that was that last entry was she explains the the plan, the risks involved, and that she's not convinced that all the aliens are are dead. And then there's no more entries after that. Okay. All right, I'll, uh, after that, I'll uh, wander up to join the others. Okay. Uh, so many is there, and um, he's gathered you all together. And he says, so from what I've been able to glean from talking with you fine folks and from checking around the ship, it, it seems like you all are pretty convinced that uh, your friend Zaymar... Uh, didn't just die in a freak accident that he was murdered. We were wrong. He just died in a freak accident. Yep. That's not conclusive just yet. I mean... I say in front of everyone. (laughs) Well, okay. I I just want to point out a couple of things here that just... I I, I just don't understand. Um, I mean, Navara, you were in love with Zaymar, as far as I can tell. You'd have no reason to kill the only other person on the on the ship that that you were in love with. Shagan, 
you seem like a weird guy, but you've never been uh, violent or angry. Uh, you, you don't seem to have any, you seem fairly content being here. And, um, Valerian, you were up in the flight deck when all this happened and locked up there. There was no way for you to be able to kill Zaymar down in the cargo bay when you were up on the flight deck. So I just, I don't understand. I, I, I just feel like this, this must have just been a freak accident. Unless you did it. Me? You do seem to have an awful lot of information. Well, one thing that I did notice when I was looking around the ship up in the flight deck is that it looked like there was um, uh, an emergency spacesuit missing from near an escape hatch. All right, you're using these scientific words that haven't really been invented yet. What do you mean? I mean, I was doing some investigating myself. I went up to the flight deck and... There was a spot where there were, it looked like there should be three spacesuits, but there were only two. Is 10, 15 minutes long enough for Valera to get suited up, scooch on out, go around to the hangar bay, and come back in, do the murder, <laughs> then go back all the way around again? Yes, it is. Dr. Crud the third. Olive turns her, she snaps her neck, turning to face Valerian and does an insight check on her when Dr. Crud the third says that out loud. <laughs> it's one of my best skills. I should be able to do it one day. Uh, 17. Okay. Valerian uh, stands up. <laughs> oh my God. She, she knocks over all the plates. <laughs> no, she, she stands up and, uh, she says, fine, it was me, I did it. And Navara stands up and she says, what? And uh, Valerian sort of holds her hand out to tell her to wait. And she sort of looks at Navara and she says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He became convinced that the thing that we needed to do was destroy our home world so that we could get off of this ship permanently. And I couldn't let that happen. He tried to get to the flight deck and set off the plan. I tried to fight him off, but he pushed me away. And so I grabbed a wrench and I hit him. I hit him hard enough to knock him out, but it killed him. I didn't know what to do. There was only the three of us left. I didn't know what you would do to me. I couldn't have you looking at me like the person who murdered your lover. Does Navarra look like she's going to attack? Oh, yeah, totally. Her captain? Yep. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of want her to get in like one blow, but I don't want her to like kill her. <laughs> okay. Well. So I'm, I'm going to prepare a reaction, which is the second punch I'm going to move and restrain. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, then Valeran says, so I put us both in spacesuits. I opened 
the emergency hatch, which automatically stopped the ship and locked all the doors. I was able to use the systems on the spacesuit to guide us down to the cargo bay. I got him out of his spacesuit, and I managed to push a large container into his body. Oh, is that how you did it? I was kind of thinking you, like, killed him in the cargo bay because he was on his way to see what's-her-face and tell her the plan and then, like, went, used the spacesuit to go up to the flight deck where no one would see you, like, having gone there and then, like, you know, pressed full stop and then the unsecured cargo Uh, destroyed the evidence of your murder. Ah, I see. Yeah, so that would have been. But hey, if you did it, that, if you did it that way, that makes that would have worked sense. too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so then, uh, so then I um, disposed of his spacesuit out into space, and I went back up into the flight deck and closed the hatch, and that turned off the alarm. I made everything to look as normal as it could, except for, of course, I had to get rid of that spacesuit because it would have been bloodied. That was the only piece of evidence that was proved that I did it. And then Navara, yeah, rushes over and punches her in the face. And she's about to punch her again. And then I stop her from... (laughs) (laughs) But not all the evidence. I showed you the other evidence earlier. What what evidence? And she's like massaging her face where she got punched. (laughs) Navara, turn around. Navara is confused but turns around. Dr. Crud brings the head out again. This evidence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Puts it back in his bag. All right, Navarro, Navarro you're says, good. When, when everyone, like, gasps and, and many, many throws up, <laughs> Navarro's like, what is it? What are you looking at? Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Okay. It's at this point, beans burst in dramatically. <laughs> He's got a hat on. She confessed. Hat on, pipe, hey, it's like, so I bet you wonder why we called you all here today. (laughs) Beans, please tell us. Well, well, it's been a long day of uh, stress, anxiety, and murder. But who did it? Why, I bet it was someone in this very room, because we're the only people on this spaceship. So... We've interviewed everyone. We've in, uh, looked at the scenes of the crime. And why has that person got a black eye? Because Navara <laughs> punched her because she killed her boat. Well, we yeah, we know that. But oh, did you already do the, the reveal thing? A little yeah. bit. Yeah. That was like, I was waiting for that moment, but... Uh, Sorry. We could do it yeah, again. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, the, go ahead. the moment's gone. Do you want me to let Navarro go? No, She'll okay. punch her more. The moment's gone. It's all right. I let Navarro go. <laughs> just a bit of a buzzkill, to be honest. <laughs> all right. So I have a plan. Hmm. Yeah. I kind of want to involve my teammates in this, but I kind of don't want to involve Valerian because she's already shot this idea down in a way. Um, so... Oh, she's about to be hogtied anyway. She's under arrest. She did. She a did murder. a murder. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it is international space. I'm not sure there are laws. <laughs> we could just, you know, jettison her. It, well, here's what I want to do. 
I want to take all of the missiles out of the tubes except for one. Because here's the thing about alien writing and language and all that. Missiles got to be in the tube for it to get fired out of it. So we take all the missiles out except for one. And we fill it with weed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so what we could do is we could say, Valerian, you can give your best effort to try to decipher what the letters are and let her pick if we trust her. Or she's a murderer and we fill the missile with uh, space herbs. Well, you know, I many, love many, your... many sort of sticks his head in and he says, oh, not you again. I, I don't think it's worth, yeah. I don't think it's worth the risk. And he like turns a dial on um, what appears to be like a wristwatch and he sort of morphs from a gnome into like a six foot tall gray alien with big black eyes. I should have tasted your blood. Gosh darn it. <laughs> I, uh, just wanted to say you guys did a fantastic job. You want to catch us up? Oh, sorry. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm one of the visitors. I'm. Uh, I'm, as far as I know, the last of my race. Uh, the reason I, I needed uh, your help to come back here on the ship is because the alarm set off a, a, a notification in my in my wrist gadget here, and uh, I figured I needed to get. Get up here and see what was going on. So I needed your help to help keep me safe and make sure that uh, everything was honky-dory up here. And uh, now that I know that there are actually people here on this ship, I can just uh, turn on the gate for you and send you all back home. Leaving you with the missiles. I told you he wasn't an archaeologist. You're right. Hmm? Leaving Hmm? you with all the missiles, many. And the ability to destroy the planet that we're getting sent to. Oh, I I would never destroy any planets just to repopulate my own race. There's a reason that my people haven't used these things. They saw the yeah, life they were on all other dead. Oh, you can read the writing. Well yes, of course. <laughs> but problem solved. Okay, let's find no, a, no, an uninhabited you're, planet. You're, you're, no, no, you don't understand. We have lived our lives. My species has come to a natural end. Panda problems. I couldn't sacrifice even one blade of grass just to bring my people back. There is so much potential on these worlds. You people, you don't understand because you are that potential. Don't you see? I can't destroy any living thing just for the sake of my own people. Insight check. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there we go. Finally. I got a 12. I got a 22. 23? I've slept three hours. So what's 16 plus 7? 23. (laughs) 23. 23. You got it. Well done. You're better at math when you're (laughs) sleep deprived. No. Um... Yeah, no, he's, uh, you You look into his dark, black, huge eyes, <laughs> and uh, you can see the reflections of yourselves, and you know that he's, he's telling the truth. All right, well, can you at least fly the ship into a sun, and then transport us all off at that last second, back home? 
What, what did you want me to... You broke up a little bit there. <laughs> you, you want me to, what, fly the ship into a sun or something? Yes, fly the ship... You got it. ...into the sun and wait, transport wait, us wait, off home. Wait. I don't... It destroys the ship. It okay. destroys the missiles. Then you're happy. We're all home, so we're mm. happy. Everybody's happy. Mm. I'm, I'm not saying that the ancient intelligent creatures shouldn't be brought back. No, he I'm jumps the, through the portal with us. There's... An infinite, I know, but there's like an infinite number of planets. That's the thing about space is there's lots of space. Why don't you just find a planet that's like the Sahara Desert with, well, there's hamsters in some deserts. They're very cute. Okay, wait. Um, <laughs> it's a, uh, Olive, like, Olive, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's okay. You know, if, if he doesn't want to restore his race, that's absolutely fine. He doesn't need them. If, have- if, they, if they beefed evolution by themselves, that's their own lookout, okay? Olive, I have an idea. Why don't you stay Sad. here and look for the planet, and the rest of us will go home? I would just pick a planet I don't like. <laughs> I, I, I do have an alternative thing. Why don't we just like put a big cage over the missile button, so no one can press it, and then you just put post-it notes on like all the all the buttons which have words on, translating them into common. You fly us back to home, and then we can have a nice spaceship to live in. <laughs> Fly breathing kittens in space. I'm afraid the technology that my people possessed <laughs> is much too advanced to be brought to, to to your species. You guys have done a great job and you've done some great work, but it's too... You know, what you could have said is it's going to take me a long time to write all those post-it notes. Probably like three months. Season 2022. Fire breathing kittens in space. Totally. <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> Hey, look, hey, guys. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying we like we park it and like we just put it in like orbits so no one can see it and like transport. Like, what's what's the you know average lifespan of your race? Uh, four hundred and seventy-six. Okay, how old are you? Four hundred and seventy-five and a half. Damn it! What? <laughs> <laughs> He's got six. You're looking months. good for your age. <laughs> I mean, I, I was going to say he could have just, you know, uh, worked for us and, like, been the driver, driven well, us to space. In six but, months, can I have your body to do uh, science out with it? That, that is also <laughs> probably going to be too much um, power for you to, to handle. Well, are you electric or something? Well, it's just if you understood the biology of my race, you could do all sorts of creepy things. It's not going to happen. Oh, Look. he does creepy things anyway. <laughs> Dude, uh, you know how much creepy stuff I do already? Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking like <laughs> Lovecraftian creepy. So am I. <laughs> okay. Oh, let's do that too. Let's do Call of Cthulhu next year. <laughs> okay, listen, guys. Here's your money. And he like hands you like bags of gold. And he's got he's got one for Jenny, but he says to, to Crud, like, you make sure this goes in a college fund. Oh. Damn straight. Her money is going straight to her education. Great. Bye-bye. And he presses a button. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. wait. If you've only got six months to live, surely you don't have that much. You know, you've got a lot of spare cash hanging around. (laughs) I do. And you have it. Goodbye. (laughs) And the ship uh, fills with light. It engulfs everything. It blinds you. And when... When the light dissipates, you're back in the ruins and you're there with the rest of the crew and um, your carriage. And But many's, many's not there. And Aaron 
<laughs> and Aaron's there. <laughs> All right. So what we need to do is we need to remember the button he pushed. Because in six months, we're coming back here. We're putting 72 into the wall. We're going to warp back over there. And I'm going to grab that body. I'm going to do science. <laughs> but he, he had a thing on his wrist, didn't he? That would have done it. Okay, Olive, write, write down what button he pushed. We're going to come back in six months. <laughs> and all of his technology is ours. I mean, he might actually just drive it into the sun now. Who knows? Yeah. Well, we'll send somebody through it first just to make sure. A convicted convict or something. They'll arrive in a sun. <laughs> hey, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron you're, you're okay with uh, trying this out, aren't you, in like six months? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's <laughs> a no. <laughs> That's canon. <laughs> the end. Thank you guys for playing with me. What? What? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Is that not closure enough for you? I feel sad for everyone involved. Oh. There's not a person involved I don't feel sad for. There's the dude who is like, oh, I found a way out. Mm-hmm. I don't know all the details, but I'm excited, dead. And then there's like the captain who's- No, no, he he knew the details. He knew- that He wouldn't have had a world to go home to if you really thought about it. He wanted to get off the ship to go home, but his home would have been blown up. So. Yeah, at that- And then there's the captain who is like, let's not blow up the place we want. Like, it's like saying, I'm going to go on a vacation to- panama but first i'm gonna nuke panama like <laughs> yeah but he does it's not a nuke as much as it is just wiping out um the life forms it's terraforming yeah and then it would have also been the the new alien world you know so like the aliens would have like yeah. grown up so they wouldn't have been alone so it would have been so he he knew what he was doing which should oh dang yeah, okay that should like, soften the blow of it. Put it this way. Put it this way. I'm I'm going to pick a random target here. Would you like you say like you are trapped on a spaceship and you ordinarily lived in Florida? Mm-hmm. Now, if you wanted to get back, but you know you didn't actually want to share it with any Floridians, you go. Hey, what if <laughs> everyone everyone else ever all the Floridians were changed to an unknown alien race? Would I have a better time? Probably. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. And to everyone listening in Florida, we apologize for beans. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> it's definitely an in-character and not a player statement, officially. I'd rather hang out with an alien. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, beans does not like alligators. No, I can tell. There are yeah. so many of them there. Why would he? No- why would he want to go to Florida? <sighs> I have fewer teeth now. How are you not less afraid? You're back to your original number of teeth. I don't know. More space for beans? You've been listening to the Fire Breathing Kittens. (laughs) Today we were joined by beans. Well, all's well that ends well, but I didn't get to use my hat, so I'm a bit salty about that. Uh, Dr. Cud the Third. I'm getting me that alien body. And Olive. (laughs) Season 2022, Fire Breathing Kittens in Space. Or Call of Cthulhu, you vote. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Listeners, my name is Justo Villarde, and I would like to tell you about my podcast, Un Poco de Todo. In this podcast, we will see a little bit of everything. This is a podcast to make you think, infer, and draw your conclusions. 
You can find interviews of all kinds, interesting topics, and much more. Don't forget, it's called Un Poco de Todo. Are you struggling to feel encouraged amidst the increasingly divisive climate we're living in? Do you find it hard to even understand what's happening in the world? I totally get it, and I want to help. My name is Wendy Cunningham, and I want to give you some fresh perspective and understanding over at the Gaining My Perspective podcast. Each week, I spend about 30 minutes looking through a faith-based lens as we talk about current issues and events. You might laugh. You'll certainly be challenged, but we're most definitely going to learn, pray, and gain perspective. Come check it out.